Okay, so on this episode of Wednesday Wine and Horror, it's going to be a little bit different, you guys. I am joined by Mike King with the Graveyard Shift Horror Podcast, and we are joining together to give our trash talk review on Troll 2. There's going to be a double dose of ranting, drinking on my part, cursing, and lessons learned. Mike is cool as shit, and you can hear us both on his show discussing Troll 1. Please listen to us. We're amazing. And let's get to whining. So we start out with Grandpa. All right. He's reading a story to Joshua. And it's all about goblins. He tells Joshua the story of Peter. Peter is being chased by these creatures and gets found by this beautiful girl. Okay. This is my thing. This girl that, like, finds him in the woods, right? He's all falling down and bullshit. Well, she starts to feed him this green shit, and he can't stop staring at her. Well, this... Okay, look. She has freckles, okay? And, Mike, you can chime in anytime you want to, but she has these freckles that look like they were drawn on by a goddamn kindergartner. They're fucking awful. It's like, are those really freckles? I'm not, I'm not sure. What do you think? I, uh, yeah, it's like someone sharded on her face. Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. And they're so strategically placed. Like, aren't freckles supposed to be random? Yeah, this, lo- this looks like someone just took like a shotgun and just, just dosed her in the face with it. Exactly. So she's feeding him this chlorophyll concoction, and he starts to sweat all this green shit out. And, of course... He sees her for what she really is. She's a goblin. And Grandpa Seth is, uh, you know, letting Joshua know that goblins still exist. But the whole time in this whole beginning scene, Joshua is being a fucking cunt rag. He's literally whining. And he's interrupting his fucking grandpa the whole time he's telling the story. He's like, okay, Grandpa, I won't say another word. Like, shut the fuck up. He's trying to tell you about goblins. Which have have nothing to do with trolls. And, you know, Grandpa Seth, like I said, he's telling him the story and and he's, uh, you find out that he's fucking dead. So, is Josh, like, he sees ghosts? Joshua sees these ghosts? It's his grandpa and he's telling him this whole fucking story? And I didn't, the whole time I'm watching it, I'm like, okay. So he's sitting there in the chair and you think this shit's really happening, but it's actually not really happening because he's fucking dead and he's just warning them about goblins, but they do still exist, right? Joshua's having a Tyler Durden moment where he's just imagining this other aspect of himself, like just having a psychotic meltdown. Now, up to this point, I love the, uh, the or love or hate the fact that there's a synth rock music being played while the guy's walking through the forest. Like, this is a fantasy yes. setting. You should be hearing lutes and pan flutes and shit, like medieval instruments. But no, you're hearing like... No, they go they go fucking they go fucking hardcore with it. It's like... And I'm like, the whole time, I'm like, that's a fucking synthesizer. We know you didn't actually take the time to make any actual music for that whole scene. I just, I can't. When the girl is nursing Peter, like giving him the the drink or the goblet or whatever, both their eyes are looking up. Like they're supposed to be facing each other. Yeah, but the way she feeds him too, right? So she's like holding this like stone full of this green shit that first of all, I'm not fucking drinking. 
It's green. She's feeding and, him the slime from You Can't Do That on Television. No. And and so he's like, That's uh, like what Jack. is it? Grandpa Seth is like, he couldn't take his eyes off of her. Well, he was kind of in a weird position. <laughs> so I feel like it was, um, he couldn't fucking move. And that's why he couldn't take his eyes off of her anyways. But I'm not drinking that green shit. And again, her freckles were terrible. She was fucking ugly anyways. Never so trust a freckle bitch. You do not trust a freckled bitch. Especially one that looks like the Kitty Corral went in and were like, it's art, it's art, you know, art class or whatever. Let's do this shit. It was awful. So you have Joshua's mom that she walks in <laughs> and she hears, right, that like Josh was talking and it's like, well, Grandpa Seth is dead. And her fucking lines, her fucking lines in this, right? Oh, fuck. I had to write down that line. Like it was sad. It was, we were all at the funeral. You, your father, <laughs> me, his yes. daughter. Holly. <laughs> he was a great man. And she tells Joshua that he has to banish Grandpa from his mind. Well, apparently Joshua <laughs> went to therapy for this. Like, yeah, Forget the good times. Forget all the bonding you did with no, this man. banish him. Banish ba him. As soon as someone dies, banish it. No, and then she tells him, it's like, okay, and she's so calm in her execution, but also it's like she's reading fucking cue cards on a commercial, and so she basically, you know, she tells them, like, a month in the country, like, they're going on their vacation, it's going to do them all good, and that goblins don't exist. Oh, the, the, the mother, like, we got, we got to take a hot, we got to take a hot second on Margot. Yes. Her eyes are, she's got the, she's the definition of fucking crazy eyes. She didn't blink. I swear to God, she didn't blink this whole fucking time. And I'm like, I'm looking at her eyes and I'm like, okay, they're blue. Okay, pretty, pretty eyes. But like, why are they're they really stabbing open. daggers at Joshua? Like, he's just trying and to listen to a bedtime story. And she's not. That's just how she looks at people. She looks like she's furious and confused. Yes. Always at the same time. She freaked me the fuck out. She never seems happy. She's, She's not like, fucking happy. She was in Troll 2. Would you be happy? <laughs> <laughs> like, come on now. So we're going to go. Or she, she is happy, but you can't tell. No. We, okay. She was medicated happy. <laughs> because I'm telling you, the way she's like, you, Joshua, Holly. It's like, stop talking like that. And me, his daughter. Like, who could read that and go, that's a great line. Like, we know you were fucking there. That's your fucking dad. Like, we get it. So, we're going to jump to this little cringy scene because after she kind of, like, you know, Joshua, it's time to go to bed. We see that she she opens the sister's door, right? Well, she's doing this, like, workout. And I'm dying the whole time, okay? <laughs> she's lifting. She's lifting these weights, which look like Tic Tacs on the end of them, right? They have no kind of weight on them. And you see that she has a... Like a picture of Tom Cruise, and it's like this, all this 80s memorabilia, really hot picture of Johnny Depp. But like, why does she have a like a like a fucking wrestling belt thing on? Like, yeah, here, here's what my notes are: Who oh, does weightlifting God. wearing a singlet under a shirt under a belt? She's got a fucking WrestleMania belt going on over a shirt which is worn over her singlet. Like, you're at home. You could be lifting weights in a sports bra and shorts. 
Hell, she could exactly. be doing it in her undies. It's her room. It that's the thing. Like you see her and she's like all sweaty. And so the mom opens the door. And maybe because you have your like fucking her, shirt on. It's like her mom's like, oh, that's just Holly lifting weights and closes the fucking door. Like it's so weird. And the, again, the music is a fucking atrocious. It's awful. I don't, it's like, I, I can't even remember the exact sound, but it's so fucking awful. Yeah. One good thing so, about the kids is the posters. She's got yes. like Tom Cruise, uh, Johnny mm-hmm. Depp posters. He, the boy, he has a Batman poster and a Joker poster from, I think, the, the yes. killing joke where mm-hmm. he's just like holding his hands to his head and with surrounded by ha ha ha's. So the kids' rooms are well decorated. That is possible that is one good thing, possibly one of the only few good things I'm going to say about this movie. The the set decoration for the kids I agree. was on point. Well, you know what? You know, they didn't they didn't get the the verbiage down right, but it was like let's make sure that these preteen and then the teenager girl <laughs> has like the fucking hot picture of Johnny Depp from 21 Jump Street. That's what I believe it's from. And he's super fucking hot, so I always throw that in there because, uh, hello, Johnny Depp. Before he started wearing eyeliner, he was really hot. <laughs> so, now we're going to jump to where, you know, the mom goes downstairs and you see, you meet the dad, Michael. And he's planning this big country trip to Nilbog. Population 26. Let's just discuss this. Okay. The premise. I'm not going anywhere where there's a population of fucking 26 people. 26. That just tells you there is nothing good happening. If there's, there's no tw- hot babes there. If there's 26 people, there is clearly no law enforcement. No, there's nothing. And if there's 26 there's people, 26 there's definitely... people. Yeah, like you said, there's no hot babes there. Mm. Yeah, that's a later on premise. Just like, yeah. who the fuck... Who the fuck signs up for like, hey, I'm going to have strangers live <laughs> in my home, rifle through my shit. Right. And I'm going to go live in their 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 crack house and I'm going to rifle through their trailer. And who the fuck? Like, this isn't the 90s or the, uh, the 2000s. The internet isn't around. How do these people find each other to make this premise happen in the first place. See, that that was my thing, too. See, that's another plot hole in it. So they're doing this, like, whole 90s Airbnb. But, like, I'm pretty sure I don't think that Airbnb was, like, a thing then. <laughs> it wasn't a and thing so until, like, like, the 2000s. Not exactly. even the 90s. <laughs> so it's like, how did you find this town? And how did you find this exchange family that's like, oh, you can come live in the city, we're going to come live in this country with a population of 26. Yeah. Well, are, you are they hear reading the, ads in the paper? I, that's, is it like Craigslist? Who the fuck, was who the Craigslist fuck? a thing? I don't, <laughs> see, I don't fucking know. Like, I was like seven years old in 1990. I have no fucking clue. But mom comes downstairs and she's sitting, you know, after he's on the phone, she asks him, like, are goblins real? And in his laugh is like, no. He just shakes his head. Like, How does what are you Gram- fucking talking about? Grandpa should have told her about this. It was her father, not not the dad's father. Exactly, because uh, we'll find out later on that the grandpa didn't even like dad. So that that's a cringy part to me because I'm just like, she sits there again with her fucking eyes looking at him, not blinking. Are <laughs> goblins real? 
Well, and the, we don't fucking know. The, 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 yeah, their husband's just like goblins. The fuck are you on about? Exactly. And his his acting, his smiling. Oh, God, it's so bad. But I'll throw in a little fun fact about the dad. His name is Michael, of course. And his name, his real name is George Hardy. So he's actually just, he was just a good old country boy from Alabama. He owned a dentistry pa- practice. And there you go. Just a regular old Joe. And I actually really love him. I'm he has saying. as much acting skill as a dentist. Look, I really fucking loved him. Who knows? I did. We, it's hard to judge this man's acting fairly because we. how many of these other people acted in anything with an actual, sane, competent director and a writer that wasn't on clearly on methamphetamines? Where's, yeah, where's, where's um, the trial to show <laughs> under any normal circumstances if these people yeah. have talent? Like, you could say, oh, yeah, he did a bad job. What if he did the best acting he could under the direction he was given? Because we know who directed this movie. A psychopath. Yeah. no, Who does not two. understand how people speak with each All other. All right. It was one psychopath that directed it, another psychopath that wrote it. But also another little fun fact in that, George Hardy actually got the role because when he went in to do his audition, he did the infam- infamous line... That is said later on in the movie. I don't want to give it away yet. And he, now he's doing it in front of these Italian people that do not speak English. And they only <laughs> casted him. There? That's the thing. They only casted him because they were like, oh, I like your intensity. But they don't know what the fuck he's actually saying. They were just like smoking cigarettes. And it was like, oh, we're going to put you in our movie. Okay. But like you literally don't even know what the fuck he said. So... Whatever, I still like George Hardy. But now we'll jump to Holly, the sister. Now she's met oh, by Elliot, boy. her boyfriend. Okay, you remember who sneak, Elliot? Who sneaks into her bedroom? Yes. First, first like, he first, first he fucks <laughs> with the brother by like yes. pressing his face against his window and like blowing on it till he inflate his cheeks like a barbell. Which would first. scare me. Which would actually scare me because I'd be like, "Why the fuck are you in my window? Wrong room." And then he just drops, and then he moves the ladder over to the next room. <laughs> Is this like Home Alone? Because I wasn't sure what was going on. And so obviously he moves it over. He goes into her room. He doesn't even knock on the window. No. It's just like, oh, you scared me. Like, it's Elliot. Well, his friends are with him. That's the first issue in in this whole thing, that his friends are with him because he's apparently like hard up on his friends. And the acting by Holly is just as atrocious as her mother because everything was like, let me talk like this the entire time. And she lets him know that, look, you can come on this trip with us, but don't bring your fucking friends because you're basically going to remain a virgin if you don't get away from your friends. And Oh, you're, you missing, you're missing the best part. When what she, am I missing? When, she, <laughs> when he surprises her, she yeah. racks him in the sack. Oh. And then, yes. oh boy, his line... When he's like, when he's doubled over in pain, which he deserves because he's an asshole, he goes, ah, are you trying to turn me into a homo? Like. I think he's already a homo. That's just me. Yeah, well, that's that's clear. But just to show you again, this was written by a psychopath because this person believes that homosexual men don't have genitals. Like the reason they act the way they do is because they lack male genitals. That is not what makes them gay. They're not gay <laughs> no. because they're eunuchs. 
Exactly. Like this person has a fundamental <laughs> misunderstanding of homosexuality or just yes. human sexuality. And then she replies, it wouldn't be hard. If my dad was here, he would cut off your little nuts and eat them. Well, like, he might. I mean, I look, would. if you want to castrate a guy <laughs> for trying to poke your daughter, like you're a protective dad. I get that. Why would you yeah. eat the testicles after? Maybe they're into that shit. It's That's, just like how, how, how like, uh, what is it when you have a baby and they're like, we're going to eat the placenta. Same thing. Like, maybe they were like, oh, we're going to eat his nuts. But, I mean, her dad was kind of hard up on that. Can't waste any of the buffalo. I'm just saying. So, <laughs> yeah. we're going to move, we're, we're going to move along. Okay. So, obviously, we know that she wants Elliot to come on this trip with them. She... Oh, yeah. She has a line that says, I like you, Elliot, but don't invite your friends out to move to, like, uh, hang out with us. I don't believe in group sex. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, that was, ever, like, like Elliot ever brought that to the table. But, I mean, look, I don't say that I'm against that. But at the same time, it's like his friends were fucking chuds. Like, no, nobody's going to have group sex with you. But at least have like, you know, friends that would have group sex. These guys wouldn't even have like solo sex. They, they couldn't even they couldn't even fucking function without Elliot. And so, <laughs> no, they really couldn't. Like, and you see that like it was like, oh, I need you for everything. I can't live without you. And so we go on. <laughs> He's got some codependent fuckers. <laughs> exactly. So we go on to where they're in the car. They're already on their way to Nilbog. That's the town that they're going to. Uh, not to interrupt you one more yes. time, but you never did ask what I was drinking because I did send you a picture. Oh, I brought I brought wait. some festivities to the proceedings because I wanted to fit in with your theme. Let's see. What are you what are you drinking? Did I not get the picture? No, I sent it to you. I'm so terrible, Mike. That's the thing. I've drank like a whole <laughs> bottle almost a whole bottle of wine, and I'm like, let me just get through this. <laughs> and your picture's not loading. Oh my god. Uh, well let's just it is Bacardi and Pepsi. Okay. Bacardi and Cola. I'm for it. Well, Pepsi, is that really Coke? I don't know. We could have a whole debate no. on the Coke Pepsi thing because I live in Louisiana. You're in Canada. Hmm. We're not gonna get started with that. Eh, well, <laughs> at least in my experience, Coke just tastes like air. It's like No, Coke not is so good. Great. Oh my god. We're we're not gonna we're not gonna start a fight over this podcast. So again, like I said, no, let, let's unify over this. Movie. <laughs> yes. So again, like I said, um, they're on their way to Nilbog. Well, Holly's in the van. She's fucking pissed off, of course, because Elliot doesn't show up. Well, her dad kind of gives her a sick burn. Like he's like a no good for nothing. You know, like he doesn't like the boyfriend. And we've never, he, as far as we've seen, he's never met him. Well, I know, but he doesn't like him. And and he's kind of telling her, like, you don't have to like him. I do. Okay, well. Who, who knows what who knows what the daughter's told him, though? That's it. Like, she's probably thought, like, uh, Elliot met me on a date and he brought his three friends. And then the daughter's, in, and then the father's instantly thinking, oh, man, this is going to be a four-way. Fuck that. No, I would not do it. Like, have you, like I said, have you not seen his friends? But uh, <laughs> gross. And so they're, they're in I, the. I, I, I liked Holly a lot better when she was just sweaty and doing weights in silence. <laughs> yeah. 
As soon as she starts talking or doing anything oh, else, God. her acting and delivery is absolute garbage. Not like the mother or father talk like humans either. No, none of them talk like humans. I think they're already transforming into goblins, not trolls, <laughs> because we'll find out very soon that this there are no fucking trolls in this movie. So they're in the car. They're, you know, they're having that whole little argument. And the mom is just like, look, we need to calm the fuck down. She wants Joshua <laughs> to sing, row, row, row your boat. Sing for me. No. Joshua's like, oh. Joshua's like, I don't want to fucking sing, bitch. Like, why are you making your son oh. sing? And so they who, start singing. Who read it. that and approved it as a reaction to a family dispute? Like, do you sing in your car? Like, when I've gone on family vacations, we have literally. Oh, no, I play with my game. I played with my Game Boy when I was a kid, and I check my phone as an adult. Exactly. I'm just like, don't talk to me the whole entire road trip. We're just going to be quiet. But they start singing, "Row, row, row your boat." Um, it's fucking terrible. And then there's this like hillbilly banjo music that's playing as they're like driving down the road. They're getting closer to Nilbog. It is just like the epitome of the South, which I've, I personally was offended because <laughs> I was like, we don't have banjo. Like we don't play banjos here. Or maybe some people do, but I don't. It's like, bam, down, down, down. And it's like fucking, I, I cannot deal with it. And so they're playing that. They're getting closer to Nilbog. Well, you see off to the side that Elliot and his friends, well, they're also on their way. Of course he brought his friends. They're in a fucking Without RV. Without telling her. No, he didn't even tell her. Well, he told her that it was like, oh, I promise I'll be there. Just yeah, alone. She was bitching about how you left without Elliot. And he's like, well, we waited half an hour. So Elliot, the fuckhead, showed up late yes. and didn't he tell her, I'm not going to your house. I'm just going to follow you in my in my Winnebago. Exactly. Like, where did he get the RV from? That's my thing. It's like, okay, so they're supposed to be teenagers and you can drive an RV and you have one. Like, I guess your parents were cool with that. Were you taking it? I personally thought, well, he's just probably fucking all his friends. So he can't, like, not take them with him. And... <laughs> You know, in, in, while they're in the van, though, Joshua... I need someone to blow me while I'm on the road. Exactly. So Joshua's having this, like, fucked up dream, okay? He's sweating, and all this, like, fucking green shit comes out of him. And apparently, he's just eating too much, right? Because his tree branches start coming out of his body. His whole family is basically like, you've eaten too much. What a pig. Like, you stuffed this yourself. This is what you get. Um, so if you eat too much, you turn into a tree or branches come out of your, like, now that scene though, with the branches coming out of him, that was kind of wicked because it actually looks kind of creepy and you see him. Yeah, like the branches are coming out of his fingers. Yeah. It looked cool. That was actually pretty one cool. Of, one of the few times, again, one of the few goods, it looked genuinely scary as he becomes a tree boy. It did. And I was thinking, okay, well, hell, okay, I get this. Like he's turning into like a tree, and they're making it gory, and I'm and I'm for that because I really like gore. Well, he wakes up and he's like, "Don't eat me!" I have to say, I've been there before. Jesus Christ, don't eat me! And you see, <laughs> Joshua, uh, you know, after he wakes up, they're kind of going down the road, and and uh. They see a hitchhiker. Well, you think it's a hitchhiker, but he sees fucking Grandpa Seth. And, and he's like, oh, we've got to stop the car. Like, we got to, and they're like, do you have to throw up? Oh, yeah, I have to throw up. Like, that quick? 
Like, you're just going to stop the car? So they stop the car, and he gets out because Grandpa Seth is trying to warn him, to warn the family, like, do not go to this town. This town's evil. There are fucking goblins here. Well, because Joshua is the only one that can see that it's Grandpa Seth, their point of view is that it's this nasty, dirty hitchhiker. And my thing. Are you going to give me a ride or not? But, like, he still kind of looks like Grandpa Seth. He does. Like, he looks just like him. And so I was like, okay. But they didn't have much of a reaction. It was just like, get back in the, get back into the vehicle, Joshua. We got to go. And then off to the side again, you see that Elliot and his friends are like, hey, Holly. Now, how the fuck can she see them from that far away? They yell they and she yell. turns her head as if she heard and her, she, as if she heard them. She flips them off. She gives them the bird like he can actually see her. They, and they're kind of like so perplexed that like, well, wasn't that that wasn't that them? Uh, aren't y'all on the other side of the fucking mountain or whatever? Like, how did you see them? Yeah. I didn't get that. You think she'd be reading her book and just keep her head down? No, but she like flips them off. Like, I get that though. I'm going to say that um, when I'm in traffic or anything else. <laughs> if you're just looking around. No, I flip people off them. all the time and I'm like, fuck you. I know you can't really like see me flip you <laughs> off, but it's the, it's the principle <laughs> of it, right? You feel good doing it. You're like, I'm going to fucking flip this person off and there are six cars behind me. So... Uh, we'll jump to, let's see, we get into the, oh, they arrive in Nilbog. And you have this family who looks like, I, I don't know, they look like Manson followers to me because um, I'm kind of scared. You know, they're, they're thinking they're getting all this Southern hospitality. Well, the family is just like, okay, like they're very monotone. It's like, they only pack one suitcase. Again, what is up with the suitcases? They don't pack anything else. They throw it into the back of the truck. And the dad is kind of like, okay, well, we have all the major conveniences. Well, they don't give a fuck about that. They they do not care about the fact that you have a microwave and all this other bullshit because they get to this country home and... They're just like, oh, we're going to be farmers. Because he does mention that earlier. Oh, we're going to be farmers. Just because you <laughs> We don't leave, see them farming. But that's the thing. Just because you go to the country, um, that doesn't mean you're a farmer. Yeah, you can have a trailer filled with like a satellite dish, yeah. and, uh, a, a big TV, a uh, refrigerator, microwave. Like as long as you've got electricity, you can you can have the amenities. But that's the thing. It's like. And we never see them farming either. It's not like they're no, earning their keep or tilling the soil. They're not farming. This Michael has lost his goddamn mind in this whole thing. I think he's just like, oh, we're going to spend time in the country. Well, once the other family gets in their pickup truck, and I guess they're leaving, but they, you know, they really don't. Um, Joshua sees, before they leave, he actually sees that they have like this clover, like this four-leaf clover marking on their faces. Well, once they drive off, uh, you have this, one of the kids, the kids that's in the car, he like throws this ball <laughs> that says, eat before we eat you. Now look, Joshua's <laughs> face, this is one of my favorite parts of the movie because country folk are the worst apparently, and Joshua is mean mugging. Like, his face the whole time, 
Like, if you could see me right now, it's just like, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> and, like, he throws the ball down really, like, violently. It's just like- He ain't down for this shit. Yeah, because, like, when did he have the time to write, eat before we eat you? And it's in green. But, like- Why would you do that? Like, why would you warn anybody, we are going to cannibalize you? I don't get that. that that's the thing. Like, you know, Joshua's, like, his face, though, is my whole fucking mood. Because that is, like, his face, like, he has the best mean-mugging face I've ever seen on a child actor. Well, of course, the Waits family, because that's their last name, Waits, they go into the house, and they're all hungry. Well, they see that there's some food left on the table. Um, so the Southern hospitality is there, but look, and you can agree with me on this, I know, that food... It's fucking ridiculous looking. Oh, the green cakes, green Kool-Aid, green butter. That corn on the cob has green icing. Who designed this food? Was it Dr. Seuss? That's what I was thinking. I was like, wait a minute. If I sat down and I was like, oh, I'm going to this Airbnb, but not really. And I'm going to go to this other person's, you know, this other person's home. Why is the corn? Okay, first of all, the corn does not look cooked. It's like they shucked it from the fucking children of the corn farm. And they were like, we're going to put green icing on it. And that's what we're going to do. And we're going to pretend that's butter. That's. I do not like green corn on the cob. I do not like green, you fucking knob. I do not like green shit anyways. Like, I legit actually don't like it. Like, I think I. And green Kool-Aid. There's red Kool-Aid next to it. Who would go for the green I'm, Kool-Aid? I'm going to drink the red. That, that was my thought, too. I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Are we doing like, all right, we have green and we have the red. But, like, the red is really random because nothing else is red on the table. It's like the red it's Kool-Aid. It's like biscuits and cake. There's no meal here. It's just dessert, it's just and that's it. Garbage food, and so you know, like I said, the food is ridiculous, and um, you know, you have this whole scene where Grandpa Seth <laughs> he comes to the window and <laughs> he stops time. He stops the time. <laughs> Josh was like, he "What pulls do a I Zach do? Morris. What do I he do?" He does a Zach Morris Saved by the Bell bullshit. Look, that show, like freeze frame. that show was my shit back in the day. But yeah, he's basically telling Joshua, you've got 30 seconds to come up with a plan to prevent them, you know, from eating this shit. Okay, he snaps his fingers. I counted it. It was more than 30 <laughs> seconds. Okay, because first of all, Joshua goes around the table. He's fucking spending 30 seconds looking at each one of his family members. Like, bitch, you're about to run out of time. And so what do we see that happens? Josh was like, I must do it. I must do it. And he fucking pisses on all the food. He ruins We're it. We spared it, luckily. Luckily, we are spared that. But we get to see the most, one, one of the most iconic scenes. Yes. With, with the father. With the dad. Dragging. With the father carrying Joshua to bed, pointing at the rooms, pointing at the names written on the you door. You see these names? Which are written by the You see the these hosts. names? That's hospitality. <laughs> and then he throws them on the bed. Yeah. Do you want to say the line or do you want to leave it to me? Um. Well, we can both say it. I mean, it, it's really up to you, but it's really, I'm going to be honest with you. It's my favorite fucking line in the whole movie. So, okay, let's count down. <laughs> we'll count down and we'll say it together. Okay, ready? Three. Two, one. You can't, can't piss, piss on, on hospitality. hospitality. I won't <laughs> allow it. 
<laughs> so, but and then he takes off his belt, and you think, oh, he's about he's to get beat. Wh- he's about to get beat. He's gonna whip the shit no, out of Joshua. No, he does You know what he does? And he goes, I'm gonna tighten my belt so I don't feel the hunger pains. Who does that? When were you ever so hungry? Like, you're fucking, like, I don't get it. I've seen in cartoons where people tighten their belts, but that's because they've lost, like, body mass, and their pants will fall down. That's why you tighten your belt. Whoever wrote this dialogue thinks that you actually tighten the belt because they think if you squeeze the stomach, if you put pressure on the stomach, that will reduce... It'll reduce hey, the ghrelin in your stomach and you won't feel hungry anymore. Because that's the thing, you know, Michael, the dad, was basically challenging Joshua. <laughs> he was like, you want to go on a hunger strike? Bitch, I've been hungry before, so I'm going to win this. And he was like, I'll see you tomorrow. Instead of just calling for a pizza. Instead of just calling for a pizza. No, but they don't have pizza in Nilbog because they're, they don't eat meat. And we find no chi- that out. That's yeah, right. No Chinese food. No, they have nothing. They have nothing. It's it's like eat this green corn on the cob and these like English muffins with green icing on them, or die. And and chunky milk. Oh my god, the chunky milk! Like I don't even drink regular milk, anyways, most of the time. But this was Nilbog milk, and it kind of gave me. I'll start ranting off into something else, but it basically gave me the uh, Ernest Scared Stupid vibes where he's like me yak yes yes that's what i thought about the whole time i'm like wait a minute he was kind of defeating like these trolls in that movie i mean that movie was actually way better than this movie but we covered that on the podcast it was fun it's that's a really great movie but so we'll move along because we know now that Joshua is, is, is in this duel with his dad about being hungry. But really, he was just trying to prevent them from turning into fucking goblins or whatever they were. So we have one of Elliot's friends, Arnold. He has the glasses. <laughs> the, the nerd. Exactly. They're in the RV. They're hanging out. Well, he, he's bored. And he decides to step out for a smoke. And the whole time he's smoking the cigarette, I'm like, bitch, you're not even inhaling that. Like, what are we, fucking 12? And so- yeah, You're a nerd. Nerds don't smoke. No, they do not smoke. But he was, and he sees this chick, okay? This random fucking chick running through the woods. And cue the synthesizers. Because here they fucking come. It's like, ba da da And so he starts to chase her. And what do you think happened? At of least course. it makes sense this time because it's in the 80s. This it, time it makes sense. It, it does, but still, they put no thought into the music. And you see that El, um, Arnold falls down with this chick. And <laughs> she's like asking him, are you one of the monsters? Because you see that she's already disheveled and she has all this green shit on her. And his line, he's like, you know, he's human. And she asks, and he asks her, do you want to see how human I am? Like, were you were you <laughs> You're gonna in distress? Would you like to see my wiener? No, because all she can think about is the fact that well, he might be a goblin, and so you you see that here come the goblins, and Arnold's trying to save the day. He's he just decides, like he decides to it. flex by telling them how it is. It's like, yeah, make threats to a horde with spears. Nice swag, Four Eyes. Like, he can't die fast enough. 
Like, and they stick him in the chest or kind of the upper shoulder chest area. They, they kind of stab him with a stick and it's like, okay. But if you notice that whole scene when he's like screaming, he has like the biggest buck teeth ever. He's like, ooh, you know, it's just ridiculous. Well, he is from the South. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I have nice teeth and I am from the South. But this is the thing. Obviously, these goblins are after her, and it's like, let's run off, right? Well, they find this house to hide in, this random house that when I first saw it, I was like, this is not a house. This is like a church or something. They just walk in it. Like, they don't, they don't know who lives in it. Well, it belongs to Credence Leonore, and her ancestors are from the Stonehenge. So... Right at that part, I'm already fucking confused. I'm like, wait a minute. Okay, so her ancestors are from the Stonehenge. Like, I'm like, are we an Encino man or are we talking about trolls? Because I get really fucking confused in that part because I don't understand it. Like, I don't know if you understood it, but I didn't get it at all. Like, okay, <laughs> your ancestors are from the Stonehenge. And I have to say... In this part, I have so much trouble trying to understand this woman because all I see is a bitch with restless eyebrow syndrome. That and her glasses were really pedophilic, and also her lips were drier than a nun's twat. If Lydia Dietz was a homeless cat lady, that's mm -hmm. what this lady would look like. Exactly. I just wanted the whole time I'm watching her mouth, and I'm like, you need to get the chapstick out. Okay, because your lips are too, like, I can't deal with that. But she offers them this vegetable drink. And, of course, they drink it. Now, don't you think that this girl already knows, like, hey, this shit's green. I shouldn't drink it. Because, apparently, she drank it before and the goblins are after her. Well, she starts to drink it. You see Arnold take a drink. She starts to drink it. She starts to fucking freak out. She immediately starts choking. And... I call it the Ghostbuster Delight. That's what they were drinking. <laughs> because it's like, all right, she's, you know, she's running. She's freaking out. She's done, I think, made it upstairs. Well, Arnold cannot move. He can't move. He's like, why can't I move? Well, the whole time, you know, Credence is just like, I'm, I'm just going to watch this chick run upstairs. And, you know, she's becoming troll or goblin food. And... That's what happens. They she turns her into a fucking plant? Question mark. It's funny I enough, that lady, her name was Deborah Reed, and she was in the stand. Are you fucking kidding me? She was uncredited, but she was a wife kissing a soldier goodbye in the stands. So I can't believe I cannot extra. believe she did anything extra or anything more because her performance in this was just really fucking top notch. Though, she she you. also did the makeup in Dumb and Dumber. Mm. I hope she didn't do the makeup for this one because uh Oh, no, it, it I have was to say, terrible. No, it was terrible, but her lips when you know as we proceed into the film Oh my they get god, crustier. it's like she has super herpes. Like the I, like I don't even know if you call it that. The it's best part disgusting. is she was the real life mother of Gavin Reed who portrayed one of the Nilbog children. And the best part is they auditioned yes. separately. And the filmmakers cast them without realizing they were related. Well, 
I don't think they put much thought into the whole casting of this film because it was basically like, hey, you don't you don't speak Italian. So just say a line for us and we're going to cast you in our film. We don't give a fuck if you can speak English, Italian, like it doesn't matter. Say it with your eyebrows. Exactly. So the best line, one of the best lines in this movie is like when Arnold, okay, obviously he can't move. He's turning into a fucking plant or some bullshit. And so he goes, they're eating her. Then they're going to eat me. Oh my God. Love it. I actually have a shirt that says that. I do. I own a t-shirt that has his face on it that's like, they're going to eat her, then they're going to eat me. It The oh my god scene has been viewed on YouTube like 7.1 million times. Yep. Yep, it has. And I'm one of those plenty of several times that I viewed it because I thought it was so funny because my sister was like, oh, I'm going to get you this birthday gift. You're going to die when you see it. And this was several years ago. And so she gives me the gift and I open it up and I'm like, oh my God, like, bruh, you got me the fucking troll two shirt because I, I really like Arnold too, but his acting was atrocious. So we're going to move on to, this is a really funny scene. Holly's dance routine. <laughs> I knew you would like this. I knew you would like this. Well, okay, you remember so, what I sent you, right? Yes. So it's like she's in this fucking Garfield pajama shirt. And we know that she's an Aries, okay? Because that's what it says on the front. So apparently that's her star sign. It's Garfield with the ram's horns, yeah. At, I'm an Aries, actually. but so I don't me, me too. Okay, well, look at that. April 2nd. When is your birthday? March 25th. Okay, so we're just like right. Look at that. You got a birthday coming up. So her dancing, I was like, I have to learn this and like see how many men I can seduce with this fucking dancing. She's doing a workout in two square feet of space. And but she was I'm so confident. Like, she was so confident when oh, she did. Oh, she's rocking it. She's like Jessica Biel in Flashdance. I'm just oh seeing her God. like tapping her feet and I'm like, what a feeling. Here's exactly. believing. <laughs> yes. So she's like talking into the mirror. Like she's preparing this whole like breakup speech to Elliot. Because it's basically like, Elliot, make a choice. Um... Well, if he saw you in that fucking Garfield tee that was not flattering, I'm sure he's going to stay with his bros and fuck them. Well, then we see that Grandpa Seth appears because he's got the wrong fucking room. Oh, my God. He's so fucking... That's what I got to do. It just blew my mind. Discount Burlives appears what? in the wrong room because he looks like Burlives and his voice sounds like Burlives. He sounds exactly <laughs> like Sam the Snowman from Rudolph. Yes, but Joshua, so Grandpa, look, Rudolph, Joshua, Joshua. But then, like you mentioned before, we talked about this. You see that he has the black T-shirt on. Like you can see that it's not a cutout. It's not like the fucking Wizard of Oz. It's supposed to be a floating head scene where he's superimposed on the mirror, but they fucked up the lighting so much. Like I guess God. they shine the light too bright on him, or they fucked up the angle. You can see him wearing a black T-shirt. Despite the yes, fact that he and looks- you can see it. And you know what? And when you pointed that out, and when I went, I went back and rewatched it, and I was like, "Oh my fucking god, this motherfucker has a like." You can see it. It wasn't like they transposed it enough to show his head. And so I'm like, 
why did you put a black t-shirt on him? Just like, I can't. So, you know, if they obviously. Had no if they had no t-shirt on him, it would have looked worse. It would have looked worse. I don't know what his body looked like. And I don't want to know what his body really looked like. But I imagine see, fat and hairy. Well, he was pretty hairy. I think so. So you have the dad, Michael, that walks in. Because she's freaking out. Like, she's freaking out, right? This is, oh my God, this fucking scene. Oh my God. You it's, can see his line if you want to, but I got it written down here. It's just fucking classic. Oh my God. Well, I'll let you say the line because the part that got me in this is like, obviously the dad walks in and she's like freaking out because she's like, I've seen Grandpa Seth. And Josh was like, it wasn't me this time. Like, Okay, crazy, crazy one and crazy two. But <laughs> the dad turns around and says, "Are you still smoking dope, Holly?" Yeah, and she's like, "I told you I wouldn't do it." Like, no, I think that dope is not going to help you with the situation. But his fucking PJs, like they're not buttoned. I think just the bottom is buttoned, and the collars <laughs> popped. And the whole time I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Why is the dad's pajama, like, who wears those kind of pajamas? Are you fucking, what is it, Bob Cratchit? Like, why are you wearing this shit? <laughs> the director will tell you he knows what Americans wear and do and say, and that no, is what doesn't. Americans wear. All he does is smoke cigarettes and he can't speak English. So that's basically it. So or you have. Or understand humanity. No, he doesn't. He didn't understand how to make a movie. And so, you know, obviously Joshua switches the rooms with Holly because she's scared and she didn't want to sleep in there because he wants <laughs> to be able to talk to Grandpa Seth. And there you go. We get to that. And <laughs> Josh talks to him and says, like, she married that good for nothing. Exactly. Like, the, like the he fucking hated said, the dad. The dad hasn't really been that bad of a father. Ew. The mother is the crazy one. The father, all things considered, is somewhat sane and temperate, except for like tightening his belt so he doesn't feel hunger pains. Like he's an idiot, but at least he's not like well, he's not demonstrating the same level of insanity. As no, the rest, he's not. As the and mom. I and like I said, I really love George Hardy's character for Michael. Like I, I think that even though he's a shitty actor, I get that. He's a fucking terrible actor. But like he played the role, like it fit in perfect with this whole scheme of the of the movie, and I love that. I I just I and plus his teeth were really big, and I just <laughs> I was like, oh my god, all I see is teeth. And then you know you know he's a dentist. Well, so we go to the next scene where Drew Drew is another one of Elliot's friends. Okay, so I have to say that when you first see him, he's opening up the refrigerator. Because there's no food there, right? They have no food. Nobody's fucking eating in this goddamn town. Like, this is like, let's go on a hunger strike. We don't eat when we visit Nilbog. They didn't and go out for food. Does, if Joshua pissed no. on the food, that's great. But you go out, you look for, you drive around, you look for a restaurant. They didn't. You they don't didn't. just decide, we're starving tonight. But they, but they were fasting for two days. And so Drew... It's like, all right, I'm going to, there's no coffee, there's no milk, and he's going to go out and try to find something. But low key, he was literally dressed like Johnny Lawrence from fucking Karate Kid with that fucking <laughs> headband in. Like, I was like, no sensei. Like, are we fixing to like do Cobra Kai? Like, what's happening? I love Cobra Kai. Oh my God. It's my fucking shit. I can't wait for season four to come out. And. This is the thing. You see Elliot, right? Elliot and the other friend, 
who we'll get to his name later, they're laying in the bed together with no fucking clothes on. Drew is talking to him like, hey, I've got to go into town. Like, there's no food. <laughs> this is post. This is post-coital, of course. Like, they clearly fucked. Something happened because why are you sleeping that close? Like, look, I'm, I'm, look, I totally am fine with all of it. I like the gays. I like the straights. I don't give a fuck about that. But the thing is, is like, at least let us know that they're that they're doing it. Like, like look, accept it. This is the thing. There was enough room in the RV for you to sleep somewhere else. Why are you on top of Elliot's dick the whole fucking time? And Drew's just like, okay. I'm going to go get something to eat because I'm hungry. You love that Elliot dick. I mean, Elliot was kind of cute, so I'm just saying he was a little bit cute. <laughs> He's so, the twink of the group. Well, he was the cutest out of all of them. I'm just going to say that. So, Drew, um, he starts going down the road. I think he's like jogging or running or some bullshit. He's, <laughs> jogging he's, in the he, in the summer right? in a full t-shirt. In a full t-shirt. That Oh, fun fact. Um, so that yellow t-shirt that he had on, whenever they were doing the movie, you know, you think you're in a movie, so they're going to provide all the costumes. Or the gonna do no, they made him buy his own shirt. The logo disappears yes. in the middle of the movie because yes. they, the wardrobe department lost his shirt. Yes. And they it's didn't like, even supply him with a shirt. They made him no. buy another shirt for the yes, role. Yes, they did. They're like, hey, you have to go buy a yellow shirt. And he's like... Uh, okay. Where's the wardrobe department? Like, do you people know how to make movies? No. You're supposed to have a department for clothing me. You, it's a yellow t-shirt. It can't be that expensive. Like, it, there, it wasn't that big of a deal. So, he's going down the road. He's walking, jogging, running, whatever he's doing. Well, he's approached by the sheriff, right? So, the sheriff is, uh, was it like Sheriff Freak? I think that was his last name. Gene Freak. Gene Freak. With his yes. name. I thought this was going to be like, oh, he's like a, a genetic anomaly <laughs> no. or something. But his name is just Gene Freak. Mm -hmm. Like, he sounds like, Freak. A, he sounds like an 80s uh, futuristic villain. Like from, from the distant future yes. of 1998, where he's been like genetically enhanced to be like a super criminal. So Gene Freak is offering, you know, Drew this ride to the general store. And he knows that, look, he knows that Drew's hungry, right? Because he's like, are you hungry? And um, he gives him this fucking sandwich that has green, like it's green. It's two pieces of bread with green icing. Are you green fucking paste kidding in it. me? Like, I would just be like, you know what? I'm just going to have a burger in town. Thank you very much. We but don't have burgers. You know what? I'll just no. starve. Thank you very much. I'll, I would just go ahead and perish into the fucking forest because I'm not going to eat that fucking sandwich. Well, they finally get to the general store <laughs> and, and you see him walk out, right? Like he gets out of the car and he tells the sheriff, like, we're all the like hot girls or something. And it's like the sheriff's like maniacally laughing. <laughs> like there's no women here. Or if they are, they are trolls. Troll yeah, he says that, but the funny thing is, is that we have seen trolls take female form. One, yes. in Grandpa's story. Two, as the witch. So, what is the joke? He could be saying, yeah, we got girls. They could be girls in, tr they could be trolls in girls' disguises. But at least yeah. they've taken female form, so we know that they can trust. He says that like, oh, this is sausage party town. Like, no, it is because if you notice and remember whenever he gets out of the car after he says that dumb shit to the sheriff, it's like all these fucking men 
wearing like cowboy hats. They're just fucking standing outside of the store. Yeah, but like, later, on, later on like, at the party when we when they're trying to feed the family icing and shit, we see like an old lady like clapping her hands when everyone's doing the songs and and yes. she's just like waving her hands like gesticulating like eat eat eat. So they can appear as like young ladies. They can appear as old ladies. They can. They, they can. They're not forbidden from taking female form. But let me ask you something too. Okay, so the whole thing at the beginning where Michael is talking to the mom and you know, she's he he's like, Oh, the population is twenty six. I feel like I don't know, I didn't count the people, but I kind of feel like there was more than twenty six, maybe. I think we hit around I think we hit that number. Like maybe. I don't know I, I don't know exactly. I I'd pay attention during the movies, but I didn't pay that much attention. But we see like crowds of people, but in frame it's like at most like twelve or thirteen people in frame at a time, and a lot of them are reused, so it might be twenty-six. But if not, it would be like, uh, like thirty five at most. I mean, I know I feel like the whole population twenty six was a bunch of bullshit. But you see <laughs> clearly, the- it wasn't a, it wasn't a specific calculation on the writing's part because that would require thought. Exactly, and we already know that the director was fucked in his brain. And all these, like I said, all these men are like standing outside the store, and he just walks <laughs> in. They don't say anything. Like they have nothing to do during their day but stand outside the general store. Like, is this Roadhouse? Like, the, that's what my whole thing was. Is like, is Patrick Swayze going to appear? Because what the fuck's going on? Well, he goes into the store because he's looking for food, and the fucking general store owner. Look, you know he's fucked. He he is <laughs> mentally unstable, and he comes creeping around the curtain. In character and in real life. No, exactly, because, fun fact there, we'll throw that in, that the whole time during this filming, because he's not in the movie a whole lot, I think it's like that scene and then like one or two other scenes that he's in, he was legit mentally unstable, like, he was going through some type of psychosis. He was on a day pass or something from the mental hospital. Yeah, and like he was high the entire time. That was also noted that um, <laughs> he was like fucked up because he had to be. Because when he, you know, we'll get into that later. But he talks about how he was. That's not me on that movie. That's not me. Like, I don't know who the fuck that was. <laughs> but and the best part is when the kid's asking him, do you have like burgers? Do you have pizza? And the guy is He's just like, like eh. burgers. <laughs> he's spitting on the ground at I the know. mention of it like he's running a deli and you just asked him for a ham on rye with mayonnaise. Like, right? He's just like, burgers. <laughs> we don't have that Vashugana here in that, in that Vercocta bullshit. Like, exactly. I'm just expecting him to like put on a yarmulke and go to temple. Like he's acting <laughs> so fucking Yiddish right now he is and then he asked him for coffee right because you know drew's like do you have coffee and he's like the devil's drink and everybody's a vegetarian there like you should know this that you're in this town beans it still counts as a vegetarian diet but but they were like it was the devil's drink look i kind of resonated with that because like if i drink i hate coffee coffee, by the way no i'm not a big coffee fan either actually i will drink it in the morning on occasion um, I'll have like a half a cup in the morning, but the caffeinated shit, I'm a bitch. Okay. I drink decaf coffee most of the time. I can't, my anxiety, I'll be like fucking blowing my house up later if I drink too much caffeine. And so 
you have that. It's just fucking weird because, you know, this dude is like very mentally ill. And you can <laughs> definitely tell that. You can, He's you out can on the day see pass. that. Yeah. This bitch is crazy. So then we'll move we'll move forward a little bit where Arnold, the dork with the glasses. Okay, he's a fucking plant. Okay? They're in this house. He's a motherfucking plant at this point. And the lady Credence, with crazy eyes just gave put something in his coffee. He drinks yeah. it. He sees a woman getting mauled by goblins as she turns into a green puddle <laughs> of slime. Right. And he's just standing in place staring at her. And you're wondering why can't why can't he move? And then you realize, oh, because then he later on says, I can't move. I'm frozen in place. Because she turned him into a pretty little flower. But if you notice that whole scene where the goblins are eating the girl, her tits <laughs> are in perfect place. Like, okay, so the rest of her is garbage. But her tits are still, like, showing that she it's so fucking weird. And so, um, you know, she's watering him with this I, uh, substance to make him strong. And then... <laughs> that means, that would imply at some point she had to take his frozen body in place. He's still, like, a 150-pound boy. She would have to lift him up and put him <laughs> yes. in a pot. Well, this is the thing. There's there's a little fun fact about that, too. So the, the whole scene with him being in the pot plant. So he wore these Converse tennis shoes. And I, re I remember hearing him um, in the documentary that we'll discuss later that he was like, they took my fucking Converse shoes and they drilled holes into them. To keep him in, like, basically plant them into the pot. So he, he had to stand there for, like, 14 hours. No, 14 hours in makeup. With that bullshit is, The director is upset that he's complaining after 14 hours. Like, if he stood still for 14 hours in place, he's a trooper. You fucking respect that shit. Okay, like, you wanted him to be in your shitty movie. And so you were like, oh, 14 hours? I can't even sit still for five minutes. So I don't know how the fuck he did that, but he did. And like I said, his mouth, though, is covered by this, um, it's like this branch. <laughs> so she kind of muzzled him. Like, the best part is the director had that piece made just because he was complaining about being in place. So they had him exactly piece to shut him up. Like, the, she's like, so oh, my pretty cruel. My pretty flower. It's like, bitch, he's not a flower. That's a human. You done stuck him in this fucking plant, in this pot, and he's a plant. But we'll move along and we'll get to, okay, so Joshua and the dad. Because they have no food, right? They're, they were going to go to the store earlier on. And um, they get to the general store and they see that it's closed. Or they're having a meeting or, you know, whatever. And so... Joshua, his dad, takes the cookbook. It's a vegetable cookbook. And he's, like, sitting on this, like, bench. Like, <laughs> reading this fucking cookbook, right? The second page has terrible writing. Because it's not it has even like, completed. It has words that get cut off. And I'm mm -hmm. like, is this supposed to be the index of the table of contents? Because it's supposed to be the second page, which would be, like, the index or the glossary. Or exactly. a forward or something. And it's just words that get cut off in the middle. Like, I can understand this Italian guy, like, not speaking English. But do you understand a fucking concept of a book? 
Yeah, like you don't cut off a word and then continue the word onto the next page because that absolutely makes no sense. You continue the next sentence onto the next page. But you see that Michael, the dad, is sitting there. He's reading this cookbook. Well, Joshua's like, hey, there's a vehicle here. <laughs> let me go into this little fucking side mirror and let me try to summon my grandpa, Seth. And when he looks into the mirror, though, this is so good. I love this because he sees that the town they're in, Nilbog, is goblin spelled backwards. <laughs> oh, there man. you go. I forgot. Did one you not know when it was Nilbog? <laughs> like, I knew immediately. I was like, that's goblin. That's goblin. I forgot one thing about the witch when she's taunting the plant, plant uh -huh. Arnold. She's telling him something about how she's going to turn him into a drink call uh which will like purify the intestines and i'm like you're describing oh. diarrhea because that's what eating <laughs> yes. alkali plants will do they will purify like, your intestines by making you vacate them look i'm not a vegetarian i have no issue with vegetarianism like i'm that's cool if that's what you want like i like my meat I like to eat meat, and I I wouldn't make it two seconds in this fucking town. I would have already been dead, but- You would like have I eaten said, one of the people. I, I probably would. I've seen the movie Alive, and they ate somebody's ass. And hey, you got to do what you got to do, because you got to stay alive. <laughs> That's the whole concept of that. So obviously, the dad's reading the cookbook. Josh is like seeing- Joshua is seeing that, okay, we're in fucking Goblin Town. Well, the thing is, is that the dad- He's like looking at the cookbook and he just fucking falls asleep in like five seconds. Not in five seconds. <laughs> it, was it that boring? Or it's probably maybe that hot that you just pass out. Well, it might have been the hunger pains. He did have to tighten his belt loop. <laughs> he, so, he, tightened it, he had his belt tightened to the first notch. He didn't have supper. He didn't have breakfast. Clearly didn't have lunch. It's around supper time and he he's just anything. tightening that belt real good. So... We see that happens. I, I always was like, how the fuck did that motherfucker fall asleep so fast? Well, Joshua takes off on his fucking skateboard because he's got shit to do, right? He's he's seeing now that like, oh my God, we're actually in the town of the goblins. And so he stumbles upon this meeting of the town. The now I, <laughs> It's like an in-house revival. Okay. That was what I was thinking. But- I did not get the guy's name. And even when I went to IMDb so I could kind of like refresh my facts, I was like, wait a minute. Who the fuck? Who the fuck is this guy? But he's like this like preacher kind of. I don't know. I don't even remember his name. Well, he's he's telling the town, you know, how bad meat is. Uh, hamburgers. It's got fats. It's, it's like the flesh of another is bad for you. It's right? Terrible. Cholesterol steaks, sausages, hot dogs. And the whole time he's describing all these delicious meat products, everybody's like, ugh, ugh. And it's like, bitch, have y'all ever had a motherfucking chili cheese, Coney? Because apparently y'all haven't. And yet they're really good. I don't really eat hot dogs a lot, but I like sausages. And you can take that any way you want to. <laughs> but I like sausages and I like hamburgers. And I mean... You know, he's making it sound so fucking horrible. Well, of course, because he's a little peeping Tom, the preacher troll guy is like, he grabs him by the hand. Just just grabs him by his fucking face. Because he gets caught because he doesn't know how to be fucking quiet. Like the skateboard, like what, it, I think it slid into the little crevice and it was like, oh, well, you're fucking caught now. But 
like, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you peeping on everybody anyway? They're having a meeting. And um, that part for me was really funny because it, you you hear the preacher sitting there like, oh, meats are bad. Well, he notices that the family that was supposed to be in his fucking house, they're still fucking there. Yeah, they're still fucking there. They're not fucking going to the city. They're trying to eat you. Eat or be eaten, right? Yeah, like, they don't care about your home. Yeah, they don't care about a microwave. Like, they don't fucking eat plants or people that turn into plants. So, we'll, we'll move ahead a little bit. Because um, the scenes, you know, in this movie, as you saw it, they kind of jump, like, back and forth. Yeah, and we so, also find the jogging, the, the kid jogging back to the trailer. Exactly. That's that's <laughs> the thing with this movie. It just kind of jumps back and forth, so you got to kind of keep up with it. But Holly... He drinks. Like, the, he takes the stuff from the store, and I'm like, "Yeah, drink milk while you're overheated that you haven't refrigerated since you got it." It's That's like a great it's idea. like the um, the Ron Burgundy line, like milk was a bad choice. Like, yes, it was a bad choice exactly <laughs> in this moment because I'm in a glass case of emotion, and you're fixing to be turned into a motherfucking troll or goblin. So Holly. Uh, goes to the RV where Elliot and his friends are staying. And she kind of gives them this ultimatum. Like, choose you, you know, choose me or your friends. Uh, <laughs> well, she punches him? Like, it's he's kind of yeah, like... You're, you're making the choice for the... You're making the case for the friends since you're just a psychotic, insecure bitch. Exactly. And so I'm like, wait a minute. Like, she came all... Like, but this is my thing. This is my like little He came all the it. way to town. Why isn't he spending any time with her? Like he parks outside of town. Why doesn't he ever go into he doesn't really he never leaves the RV to he see doesn't. her in town? But also, how did she find him? Yeah. They don't they also, don't tell yeah, you that. How did she know where how did she know where <laughs> like, he is? None of the friends came into town, found her, and said, by the way, we're in blah blah blah. Yeah, like, we're in the forest where there's fucking trolls and goblins. Yeah. So she finds him and she kind of punches him and it's like, Well, Elliot, we know he's a fucking bitch. And it's like you're here with your friends. She kind of told him. She gave him her ultimatum and he didn't take it. Well, so it jumps back, okay? We jump back to the scene where Joshua is caught, and they're trying to feed him this Nilbog ice cream. That's what I'm calling it. And it looks like fucking cottage cheese that came out of your asshole. Like, it's so <laughs> fucking gross. It's so fucking gross. It's not even, like, curdled correctly. It's just, like, this nasty shit. And they're like, eat, Joshua. Like, they're trying to feed it to him. And... and I think they put some in his mouth and he spits it out. But, like, you got some of it in your mouth, so why didn't you turn into a troll? One of them has, like, a grape or a prune or something. I, I don't know that whole thing. And the well, father shows up, catches them in the act, yes. and you think, like, oh, this is going to be, like, what is this weird cult doing with my child? And they're like, oh, no, we were just giving him some ice cream. We're just giving him ice cream. It's no big deal, dude. Like, calm the fuck down. But as they're leaving... Dad is like they're like oh, we have to go. <laughs> it's like they're slowly backing up. He knows up. something's wrong. He he hasn't figured it out, but he at least he's anticipated somehow that his child is in danger. Yes, but then they just leave. But this is my thing. If these were like murderous trolls, goblins, right? Why wouldn't you like attack them? You just like okay, they left. They did. He didn't want to eat your fucking booty ass ice cream, 
And, and then they like dropped some kind of raisins. I don't know what the fuck that was. I thought it was turds. I was like, this is so fucking gross. And they just leave. And um, like I said, it jumps, you know, the whole thing. Like it'll go to one scene, go to the next bullshit. And it makes no fucking sense. And I think Elliot might have been coming to his senses because he kind of detaches himself from um, his bros and comes with Holly. You know that scene where the dad comes to the RV and it's basically like, yes, finally. Fuck my boyfriends. Yeah. So the dad's kind of like, let's go. Okay. Was well, all this of a sudden. Was this before or after when the, the, the witch appears in the house as a neighbor? Okay, this was after, this was after because, yeah, the witch, uh, Credence appears in the, in the house because she's going to bring them this delicious pudding, which was just a fucking Walmart cheesecake that she fucking bought, and they wrote some green shit on the top of it. But she, she brings it to cake, them. She gives them a cake that says, eat me. Like it Alice says, in Wonderland. Me. Like Alice in Wonderland. And it's like... Hi, I'm here to give I'm here to give you the mother a lesson in overacting with your eyes cuz you're you're doing good but you could do a little bit better. <laughs> and she hits on the daughter. Yes, yeah, she says that the the daughter is appetizing and provocative. It's like, yeah. "Hi, I'm your neighbor and I also find your teenage daughter sexually attractive because, you know, Honey. you clearly you're one of those liberal families. And you, I can tell you, I can Look, tell you're down with pedophilia and homosexuality. Well, it's totally fine. Like I said, I'm not down with the pedophilia, but I'm like, okay, you want to be gay? Raise your fucking flag. I don't give a fuck about that. But yeah. the whole thing is like, yeah, she's like appetizing. And so the mom's like, okay. Like yeah, her pl- eyes. Please hit her on my eyes. daughter, even though you're clearly a mid. You're clearly... <laughs> A middle-aged woman hitting yes. on my daughter. This and, is I'm, and, I'm not going to be disturbed by this at all. It's so fucking cringy. And I didn't really put that scene in because sometimes I'll kind of, you know, kind of skip over a few scenes to get to the really ridiculous <laughs> parts. But that was a really ridiculous part. And I'm glad you brought that up. But it was really weird because it's like, oh, hi, I'm Holly. And Credence is like, man, you're fucking delicious. Like... <laughs> I'm hungry. Getting, getting back to what you said, like when when Elliot goes to leave with the girl, the yeah. boy, uh, his remaining friend objects and says, "You can't leave me here alone. You're going off with your girlfriend." It's like, yeah, yes. What kind of plan were you told about? The clearly, I did not come to this remote location to fuck you alone. I came here to be with my girlfriend. That's why we're following her in the van. And I said repeatedly, we're following her. There she exactly. is. I can't wait to spend time with her. What does, like, why did this guy think that there's any point where his friend is not going to leave him alone? Like, watch cartoons or TV in the RV. I'm going to get and my dick wet. starve to death. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get my D wet. Like, just, like, just maintain without me. For fuck's but sake. he could. That was the thing. Like he was so attached to his friends, and that that friend's uh, name was actually Brent. Because um, we'll get to that scene, the my, one of my favorite scenes in the movie, pretty soon. So after all that happens, uh, Drew 
finds Arnold. The yellow shirt boy who finds a different yellow shirt halfway throughout the movie because the wardrobe department made him buy his own shirt. That's right, because you have to buy your own shit if you're going to be in Troll 2. So he finds Arnold, and he's like in this plant-like state, and he's like, help me. Like, first of all, Drew's kind of like, oh, I'm so sick. Like, I'm like, obviously he's sweating. He drank milk in the heat. (laughs) Exactly. Well, he notices that it's, that it's fucking Arnold. Well, he removes that like fucking muzzle plant shit off of his face. And it's like, Okay, I need you to get me out of here. Like, Arnold's just, like, spewing this green bullshit out of his mouth. And he's like, get me out of here. Drag the pot. Um, get me out of here. <laughs> Which is a really cumbersome way to move a plant because you have to bend over and, like, pull. It's, you know, when you're suffering heat stroke, like this guy clearly is, you're not going to be moving that plant. No, I don't even know how he had the energy to move him because this is like a full-grown man sitting in a potted plant. And so he kind of moves him over. He kind of, you know, like you see him kind of drag him across. And, well, you know, they get caught. Homeless Lydia Dietz finds them. Yeah, you're not going to get away with this bullshit. Like, he's not leaving. He's a fucking plant. And so (laughs) I I cannot... She knocks out the friend, puts him on the bed, and then she gets a chainsaw. And the funniest thing is, as she's approaching the plant He's giggling. Boy, he's giggling. He says, what are you going to do to me with that? You know, <laughs> what, what else are you going to do with a fucking chainsaw? And he's like, you're not going to... It's like, what are you going to... What do you think she's going to do? Do you think she's going to rub your tree dick with it so that the vibrations get you excited? No. She's going to fucking kill you. <laughs> and then she goes, don't worry. Trees don't feel pain. You're just going to feel a slight tickle. Hey, exactly. It's a tickle. And he giggles like it's so fucking funny. Like, I'm pretty sure if someone put a chainsaw up against, like, my shins, I would be like... Ouch! <laughs> like, but intense. I'm pretty pain. sure trees don't feel a tickling sensation when they are cut down. If trees can feel, I'm pretty sure they would feel immense pain. That's right, because when you chop a tree down, do you feel sad about it? No, you actually probably don't feel sad about it. But you look, she was trying to keep Arnold as her beautiful little flower, and that's the whole point. And she didn't want him to escape. So again. This goddamn movie that makes no fucking sense and it jumps from one scene to the next scene. You literally have no idea what's happened to anybody else. We have Dad, Joshua, Holly, and Elliot. And they get back to the house. (laughs) Okay? This is the party scene, okay? You remember this. This is the dancing party scene. Because the mom- Before that, because uh I think one of the uh, the things attacks Joshua in his room. Mm-hmm. And grandpa, grandpa shows that not only is he sending visions to Joshua, but he can actually become real despite the fact that he's dead. He can return from the afterlife, manifest a physical form, interact with the real world by chopping off the goblin witch's arm. He he chops off her hand and he brings an axe instead of a shotgun. It's like, was the armory in heaven running low? But then you realize, no, wait. He has a fucking <laughs> Molotov that he gives to Josh to cause a little chaos. It's like, you, what the fuck? Like, if you can throw this shit, don't don't conscript your 10-year-old child <laughs> to commit arson on your behalf, yes. you fucking but, terrible I mean, ghost. But that's the thing. He was a ghost and nobody could fucking see him at first, right? It was just Joshua that could see him. 
And so, yes, we I I, I kind of left that scene out, but yes, you're right. He does see him in the mirror, and he kind of helps him, and it's like this whole I'm gonna blow this fucking shit up or whatever. Well, now everybody else is back at the house, and they see that this whole town is throwing this party. Well, the mom. This bitch doesn't stay at home, right? Because she's like, oh, Michael, like, look at all the food they prepared. Bitch, it ain't nothing but Little Debbie cakes. Like, they did not prepare you any food. And also, why are you not hangry? <laughs> it's more Dr. Seuss food. It's ridiculous. It's like, eat up. Anybody that would play, like, generic hillbilly music... Like hillbilly slash gospel music, like playing so on the bad. fiddles and the banjos, clapping, like putting food in front of you. It's anybody, a cult. It's a cult. Anybody who's being fed, like you're just like, even if you don't think trolls exist or goblins exist, you <laughs> yeah. would at least be thinking this shit is roofied to hell. One bite and I am going to get penetrated. <laughs> Also, I'm like, where are the snakes at? Why are we not dancing with snakes and blood and shit? Because I'm like, <laughs> legit, like, this is a cult. Like, they're like, dun, 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 dun. Where's That's the like snake the handlers? whole music. It's so fucking cringy. And it reminds me, and, and I'll, I'll go to hell for saying this probably, but it is what it is. It reminds me of some of the churches here in the South. It's like this whole cult thing. It's like, join our church. Yeah, Drink it's our a revival shit. Yeah, I'm not for it. You would just imagine them singing like, I feel the Lord inside me. Clap. No, I don't, hunty. No, thank you. Please. Like, I don't want to feel Jesus inside of me. That is not okay. I'm pretty sure Jesus didn't intend to penetrate anybody. Let's just stop with that. But like I said, there's all this food and the mom is so fucking lit. Like, she's for it. She's like excited, (laughs) right? And, and they're, you know, Joshua's having this bitch fit, okay? He starts calling them goblins. He's, like, telling his dad, like, they're goblins. Well, you know, the preacher guy, the creepy guy, he's just, like, children's imagination. Like, no. Oh, yeah, and then Joshua gets the Molotov. And he goes, he's hanging outside <laughs> with Grandpa, thinking, like, we're going to burn this place down. Yeah. But we got to be careful, because your family is inside the building we are going to set fire to. And he has, like, this huge bottle of, like, what is in the actual bottle? Like, is it the kerosene? Ga- like, I'm not really sure. But it's, like, the grandpa's, like, smiling at him with just, like, his front teeth showing. We're, and I'm, like. We're going to commit arson. <laughs> we're going to blow this whole motherfucker up. Like, we don't care. I don't even think that he actually cared about the family. We don't need he- no water. Let the motherfucker burn. Exactly, because he didn't like the fucking dad anyway, right? It's like, why'd you marry this deadbeat? We're going to blow him up. Me and Joshua are going to be the only ones that live. Yeah, fuck my daughter. I never bothered appearing (laughs) to my own child from the afterlife. Exactly. I'm only going to appear to my grandchild because my daughter is a fucking lost cause. Like, he has no connection to his daughter. He never tries to appear to her. It's like he's given (laughs) up on her. As soon as she married the, the idiot, he decided, I'm fucking done with her. No, I'd be done with her, too, because of her eyes. Like, I'd be like, you're not my daughter anymore. Like, you stare at me, and I feel like that would actually cause a bigger fire than the actual bottle of liquid flammable shit that they had. So, this whole time, you know, they have this plan, right? Because he's like, hey, this is what we've got to do. And the the grandpa's also got a fire extinguisher because the afterlife not only has weapons, the afterlife also has a working fire extinguisher. (laughs) 
That was to create the diversion. That's what I put. Like, it's to create a diversion, right? Like, I'll, like, hey, you go in here and blow these motherfuckers up, but I'll have the fire extinguisher. You commit the crime. You, a child, will commit mass murder. Exactly. I'll just create a harmless distraction so I can stay in heaven. Like, it's a fire extinguisher. Like, do we know if it's in date? We don't know if it's in fucking date, but the grandpa's holding it. And so we have the preacher goblin, because that's what I call him. Um, he knows, like, oh, fuck, Grandpa Seth is here. Somehow he's on the ball. He grabs the Molotov away from the kid, and he and he commits a... He begins a reverse exorcism, like somehow yes. sending an angel to the afterlife rather than dispelling a demon who has possessed somebody. He's he's getting rid of an angel. Well, because he's sending Grandpa back to the world of shadows. And look, Grandpa learned some shit while he was in heaven, okay? He learned some shit. If he's in the world of shadows, was he in heaven or was he a bad dude? I don't... I think Grandpa was okay. I don't know. Maybe he was in the in-between. I want to believe Grandpa was a good person, but if he's in the world of shadows, I have to imagine this troll knows something. Maybe like, this troll knows something, but we don't really find that out because we Grandpa know Grandpa did the, some shit during the war that he never went to confession for. Well, this is the thing. You know, and he probably did because if you've not seen his face, because he looked really maniacal and I totally get that but he's he trying to create the life. diversion so that he can you know kill this this troll master <laughs> or <laughs> goblin grandpa, grandpa becomes raiden from mortal Kombat. oh my god i'm so dying. he summons a lightning bolt and blows up the molotov he does but then it which catches sets the goblin on fire and the flaming priest is wearing gloves that he's i put that gloves look on. I put that, okay? So it's like, ah, ah, that's what you hear. And you're like, are you fucking kidding me? When did he put gloves on? Is he Michael Jackson? Are you Michael Jackson bad? <laughs> I didn't get it. I was like, okay, so clearly this was their whole, like, take on the stunt double, you know, the stunt man. And it's like, why does he have fucking gloves on? And they're thick, too. They had, they're alco thick. They had alcoholic gel. People like stuntmen at this time wore alcoholic gel, which would allow them to be on fire, but also insulate them <laughs> from burns. This what? guy apparently was so cheap they just decided we're going to set his clothes on fire. Forget the yeah. gel, and no, we're just we going to make him wear gloves. We're going to make him wear gloves. So he's like burning, right? He's on fire, and of course, here comes. Father waits. Here comes Michael, and he's like, "I'm going to put him out with this fire extinguisher." And How then you see. But he the rounds the corner and immediately looks for the fire extinguisher to grab it rather than... It was it was already there for him. It yeah, already knew. Ra rather than coming out and looking. And the best part is in the documentary, he asked the director, how am I supposed... How did I know that the fire extinguisher was around the corner? <laughs> and the director's just like, you think too much, go. It, it, it's like, I think too much, bitch, I don't speak Italian. Like, I just had to go with the gusto and that's what they had to do in this movie. Well... After he puts him out, he puts the fire out, they see his real identity that he's a fucking goblin. Truth and the is fucking suit, like the costume that he's wearing, oh my dear God. Well, he is covered in fire extinguisher dust, so that explains why he's white. Okay, yeah, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that, because if, you, if somebody fucking blew your ass with a fire extinguisher, you're going to have white shit on you. Yeah, you'd but, look dusty. Hey, clearly... This is, okay, 
Nobody's reaction was really that like, oh, it's a goblin. It was like, okay, well, it's a, it's a goblin. And yeah, the father's just like, what is that? You think he'd be like, oh shit, that's a goblin. Oh shit, my boy was right. But but that whole scene, right after he after he puts the fire out and they see that, it's like the whole family's like. All these townspeople, these fucking goblins are like standing there. They don't do shit. They you don't try to attack You think this would be the moment him. where it's like, oh shit, the jig is up. We need to kill these people. No, they, they don't. Stand there. They let them go inside. They let them go inside the house. And it's like, y'all are just standing there and all the people, this is going to be really vain and shallow of me, but they were also fucking ugly. I was like, could you have not, like, why are there all the fucking... Like, they all wore mom jeans, but they had dresses on. So, it's like the equivalent of mom jeans, but they had the dress on. And I'm and like... the best part is the trolls, like, you killed one of us. Like, that is very untrue. You see the father with a, with a yes. uh, fire extinguisher. He's trying to put the preacher out without realizing he's a goblin. He's at least making the overtures of, like, I am trying to save one of you who was on but fire. Is he really dead? I don't know if he's really dead. <laughs> Nobody really cares because they all run into the house to be in safety. And then we'll jump to the part where Credence, because we already know that she's basically like the ruler of the fucking goblins. And she's praying to her rock. Okay, she starts to do this weird shit where the herpes really come out. This is your part. It's apparently one of the missing stones from Stonehenge. Oh, my God. But, like, she says this weird shit because, you know, she just wants the powers to be, I think I would say, normal for the moment. But I called her a made-for-TV Elvira. <laughs> because <laughs> made, once she transformed. Made-for-public-access TV Elvira. Right? Fucking, what is that fucking channel? Um, uh, PBS bullshit. So, it's like... Here she is. She fucking sticks her head in this like fucking fog. And all of a sudden she's like this like hot babe, but not really. But she's not as hot as Jeanette from Troll One. But she's she's okay. I'm like, oh, her crusty Matt, lips she, are gone. We're, we're yeah, she, good. She's mattressable. I I mean, she, she looked all right to me. She had pretty eyes. And so obviously you can stick your head into a stone with with steam and you just be a fucking hot babe and that happens and then you have the town okay so this whole town is holding the family hostage and the sheriff gene freak is like throws his bag of sandwiches it's like this fucking i don't even know he like Eat these because it'll make it easier because then we'll have to like soak your meat in vinegar. <laughs> what? What? So if they don't eat this shit, that's the thing. If they didn't eat it and turn into the vegetation, they would have to basically soak their meat, their body in vinegar to get the meat taste out. I was so confused. I've watched this movie a million times, Mike, and I'm like, wait a minute. So do you soak them in vinegar? Kind of Ed Gein-ish. I was like, I don't get it. But obviously, I wouldn't call them cannibals because they they don't actually eat meat. They, they turn them into plants and then they fucking eat them. And like I said, you have this, this cop the whole time and he's just like, eat these fucking sandwiches. It'll make our job easier. 
Well, not really. Because they're not going to come out and eat the fucking sandwiches. <laughs> they're, they're not. Like, he throws his back. And it's you can like, eat it now and make it easy on you. It's like, fuck you. Well, why would you go and do that? So, look, the goblins want to eat them, right? They obviously want to turn them into fucking plant food. Well, as you <laughs> see, they have this little back and forth. A scene where Joshua is talking and the whole family's talking and Holly's like, well, I mean, how do we bring Grandpa Seth back? Like, maybe we should do a seance. And Joshua's like, You're good idea, genius. big sister. You're a genius, yes. big sister. Like, what? Oh, sis, big, big sister? sister. <laughs> Your sister's a dumbass. She's a dumbass because she's basically dating a gay boy. Who loves the penis? Or well, he got rid of the penis, and now he's with you. But multiple penises. Multiple penises, all different kinds, four eyes, whatever. So they're like, "Oh, let's hold this séance." Well, Joshua never had to hold a séance to bring Grandpa back. Like he would just look into a fucking mirror. Or it's Grandpa like, oh, would just show up and notes. read stories to him, like next to him in his bed. He, he does. He, he's not even limited to just mirrors. He will show up in the real world. Exactly. So, why do you have to do a séance? And so, um, I do skip ahead a little bit uh, because we know that shit's about to go down. So fucking ridiculous. Okay, so Brent, the last remaining friend. You know, he's still in the RV. He's like hanging out by himself, <laughs> right? Because everybody's left him. Everybody's oh, left him. This was so good. This is the fucking, like, I swear to God, if I could, like, legit reenact the scene with somebody, I would legit do it because it's so great. So, <laughs> Credence, you know, the the goblin queen, she's then transformed into this hot babe. And she not, or what is it? No, he's watching something on the TV. It's like, it's her. on the TV. She's on the TV. And so it's like, oh, you just open your RV door to anybody? I've seen um, a lot of movies. You shouldn't do that. And so he opens it, and she's standing there. Like I said, very Elvira. I I'm feeling that vibe. But she has a goddamn corn on the cob. I want to say if any girl appeared to me on a television set and then said I'm waiting outside, and she doesn't have a camera <laughs> in front of her and a transmitter. Yes. I would be questioning, how did you appear on my television? Like, I, How are you my, here? To my detriment, this may cost me some pussy, but I would be asking, how did you do that? How exactly. did you appear on my television? And, you know, if you're going to tell me it's magic, that's not <laughs> the end of the conversation. You're going to have to show me, how did you do this? Like, I need to see it physically. So that I could appear on the TV. Is this magic transmitting on like 244 megahertz? Like it would cost me some tail, I would admit it, but I would just because be asking too many questions. It. Yes, you overthink it. You're like the pussy ain't free, bitch. I know this shit ain't really happening. This but would guess cost what? me my life. This is clearly a. I need to make sure this is not a demonic trap. <laughs> and if it is a demonic trap, I don't. I'm not going to fall for it. I like living. Well, I like, I do I like too. pussy that doesn't want to kill me or like 
drown me in popcorn. <laughs> she has like the the goblin pussy. So of course he's stupid, right? He invites her in, and he's fucking horny. We get it. He's hungry. She is ridiculously I, hot, and he's starving. He is starving because nobody's eat, nobody's eating food. Like they went on the RV. Nobody brought food. The only guy who was bringing an overheated milk didn't even show up. No, because he's fucking dead or some bullshit. Like, who even really knows what the fuck happened to him? He's he gone. Got, he got fed an Arnold shake. Well, in, that's fine. And Arnold's a beautiful flower right now. But so she walks in, okay? And it's like she's fondling this ear of corn. <laughs> and the whole <laughs> time I'm like, is it's it, going to go like, in his butt. It, I mean, that would have been hotter than what actually happens. But. You know, she's fondling it, and it's like, um, she asks him, like, you know, are you hungry, and, and, and whatever, and it's like, or, or like, do you like popcorn or some bullshit, and it's like, well, he does like popcorn, it's corn. Yeah, he mentions, like, I could use some popcorn. <laughs> she yes. puts the cop in her mouth, puts it in front of his mouth, he bites it, and up. then, like, clearly popcorn, it's not even coming from the cob, it's just being thrown off screen. Onto them. Yes. Like, that's where the thing. is this popcorn manifesting if not the cob? It's not. That's the thing. She's like, let's heat it up. Okay. Well, like you said, the popcorn starts to appear everywhere. <laughs> Except the cob. Exactly. They're biting into the corn on the cob. And I'm like, <laughs> wait a minute. It's like kissing. I legit they're making try out, this. They're making out with a cob between their teeth. But yeah, but they're not actually kissing, so there's not a- any actual making out. It's like, let me stick a corn on the cob. Making out. Let let me let me try. I'm gonna fucking try that shit. I'm gonna like let me get a. It has to be uncooked. It can't be like cooked corn. It has to be like you gotta have that green butter on it. Okay, I'm gonna put the green butter on it, and I'm gonna be like, let's fucking try this bitch. Let's see if popcorn fills our room up. Well, um... <laughs> it fills the entire fucking trailer. Like, it is up to his face. He loves and it, though. But, like, I like popcorn, too, so I'm, like, for it, but, like... Because that corn's not the only thing popping. Uh, I'm, I mean, did he get off during that scene? I don't know, but, like, when she lifts her leg up and she's, like, showing her, like... What was it? Like her little garter belt thing. It's like, oh, okay, that's pretty sexy, but you ruined it. He wakes up and he is buried up to his nose. <laughs> I know. In popcorn. He's on a bed, meaning he's elevated. So there's at least three and a half feet of Four popcorn feet. Yes, filling exactly. this trailer. There was way more corn that could ever be generated from that cob. Because, again, um, it is thrown to them. It is thrown onto them from off screen. Look, this is that exactly, and you can clearly tell that. And 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 like you said, if you were to try to generate popcorn from one corn on the cob, um, you're not Half even going to get most. like like yeah, like a cup of popcorn. And that's on the kernels you didn't miss. <laughs> I cannot with that scene, but I loved it. Like when I watched it when I was younger, I was like, "Oh, I'm for this. I'm going to try this shit one day." He when gets outside to follow her, and he sees her. She's back in her meth head form after she got off. Yeah, because she. she and the best part is, she wasn't like killing him in the trailer. She left. Mm-hmm. Like she mm-hmm. was actually after some some human nookie. I think I think she was because that's the thing. He's one of the only ones. 
Um, well, in the, in this part, that he doesn't really get turned into a troll or a goblin. It's just like or plant her oh, food. I want to seduce you with this corn on the cob. I would rather him just. I mean, I would have rather her just stuck it up my ass. Like, come on, let's get it over with because. We're not going to actually generate this much popcorn. It was a waste of popcorn for that whole scene. But then we'll jump to, um, all right, so they're doing the seance. And you have all these candles lit on the fucking table. It's like a million of them. Like, I don't even know where the fuck they got all these candles from, but they they found them. Because they violated the fire code. Well, they have a fire extinguisher, so they're okay on that. But this is the thing. It starts to work because Grandpa Seth, he appears. And 10 uh, minutes. He doesn't appear, but he does speak. Well, he speaks. And they hear him, so they realize, oh, Joshua's not, oh, guess we can, I guess we can well, call the, the crazy, asylum and tell them right? we're, not, we're not committing our son anymore. But this is the thing. There's only, they only have 10 minutes is all they have. That's what he tells them. Okay. <laughs> like he tells them, like you have 10 minutes. Well, Joshua passes out. And I put question mark beside this because he it's disappears. Like, He's a goblin? Because they walk up to where he is and a troll appears. No, exactly. And so you have, (laughs) this part is so ridiculous. So you have like all these goblins that come. And somehow manage to get inside the house without kicking in the doors or windows. No, they're already there because they appear. And I want to say in horror movie fashion... What do you think they fucking do? They run up the fucking stairs instead of running out of the house to try to get away. No, the whole family's like, let's run upstairs. But the dad. They they get chased by a troll. They kick him. They knock him down the (laughs) stairs. Then they walk down the hall. Without walking back to the stairs, another troll attacks them. They beat him down and we get to see the reused footage of the first troll falling down the stairs. And And his stomach. They have like these things tied into their burlap sacks, like big bellies. Mm-hmm. Like getting beaten up gives them like gastroenteritis or something because they have. They all look like they're stomachs. pregnant, but like not really. But that's one of the funny. Like that was one of the funny scenes for me is whenever the dad, like he legit bitch slaps one of one of the tro- the goblins, and they fall down the stairs. But well, you think they're gonna fall down really violently, but they're like, whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> well, because one of them has a pillow strapped to their chest under the burlap, so they're. I'm not, gonna not try that. Danger. I'm gonna try that. I'm like push me on a flight of stairs I have a pillow in you're totally fine well (laughs) obviously Joshua at this point he wakes up and he is now at Credence's house he's at her temple or whatever you want to call it well he's looking for Grandpa Seth because he knows like they've summoned him he's got to find him because Grandpa Seth apparently is the one that's going to save the family from these fucking goblins. And, well, Joshua gets, you know, in that scene, Joshua gets attacked by these goblins. And it's so fucking ridiculous because here comes Grandpa Seth. Like, he just appears. And he smiles. His smile haunted my dreams forever. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about, don't you, Mike? Like, his smile... Didn't I send you, like, a comment or something? I'm pretty sure you sent me a video. Like, his smile is like, am I happy or do I need to lock? I need to put six fucking deadbolts on my door because (laughs) it was so fucking creepy. You know what, Grandpa? You can go back to hell. 
Because I know what the world of shadows means. I know what that smile is. How many children did you send to the afterlife after seeing that, after they saw that smile? It was so cringy. And so, you know, he's, he's saving Joshua. That's the whole point. He's saving Joshua. Well, then he gives him this fucking backpack. Okay. The contents in the backpack are, are what are going to save the fucking family. They're going to defeat the goblins. That, that, that's the whole thing. You know, you got to put your hands on the stone hinge. And if you believe in the power of good, the goblins will disappear. But that's not really true. That's not. They don't. Grandpa is a fucking liar. He's a fucking liar. I agree with that. He lied to him because as they're doing that whole little thing, you know, where it's like, let's put our hands on the fucking rock. Somehow Grandpa's family- like disappearing. Somehow the family also shows up. Like the witch, I think she dispels grandpa. Or grandpa's just like, hey, I've been exercised too many times. This is the last time I can see you. Goodbye forever. Yeah. It's like, wait a minute. Now, motherfucker, you've been helping me this whole time, but you touch a stone, this rock, and your ass going to disappear. Like, I don't think so. But we'll get back to the popcorn scene because I put that in there too because I thought it was hilarious because you go back and you see that Brent is covered in the fucking popcorn. He well, wakes up in a room that is at least three foot high with popcorn. Yes, and he's like movie. choking on it. It's like coming out of his mouth. Well, Credence, she's done, went back to her natural goblin, ugly ass, herpy infested self. Met her meth head self. Exactly. And she's freaking out, Okay. Because, look, it jumps from that scene. That's the thing with this movie. It, it You have to fucking pay attention to it because it's like, okay, well, that scene's happening. Well, she lets out like this, like, how? And then the goblins who are speaking to the rest of the family, they're like, our queen is calling. <laughs> then they leave. They're gone. They blink out of existence. Apparently, goblins have the power to teleport. I'm trying to teleport. I've been trying to teleport for a long motherfucking time. But apparently, you can only teleport if you're a goblin. And (laughs) And your queen is calling you. So, I haven't gotten to that point yet. But, so, we have Grandpa Seth, all right? I say he's gone back to heaven. I don't know where the fuck he went, but, you know, he disappears. So, Credence finds Joshua and... She she's basically like I'm gonna kill you. She you know all her goblin children are there and they're trying to feed Joshua. You know that's the whole point. Like they're like we got to feed this motherfucker so he can eat this shit and we can eat him. But this is one of the best parts. This is one of the best parts too. All right, you know he had that backpack on, right? Well, Grandpa doesn't say what's in it. But as Joshua is kind of like fighting these goblins, he, he pulls out this double-decker bologna sandwich. It is a full loaf. Like you buy a loaf of bologna sealed up. It is a, it's not. It's, it's a, a whole pack. There's no, there's no amount of deckers. It is an entire pack of bologna. Bologna. And I don't even know if the, the red, you know, the red strip around it. I don't even know if that was all. It was just like, let's put bologna on a piece of, let's put a ton of bologna on some bread. This is going to be the cure to get rid of the goblins. It won't show on camera if we only put two, three, four, or five slices. We must put the entire loaf yes. between two pieces of bread. 
<laughs> so, of course, he bites into it, right? He's like chowing down on it. And you hear Credence be like, she's freaking out. It's like the cholesterol, like bitch. I mean, I don't eat baloney. The saturated fats, the monosodium but, glutamate. Look, this is the thing. They know like the, the meat was the cure. The whole time, all he had to do was eat bologna. This was like a complete ripoff of Leonard Part 6. Because weren't the <laughs> villains in that movie also vegetarians? Yes. <laughs> so it's like all you had to do was eat a goddamn bologna sandwich, and you would defeat this fucking goblin underworld, and you'd win. Well, then all of a sudden, here comes his fucking family. Look, They're like, oh, they appeared, and they're like, oh, Grandpa Seth... His voice led us here. Okay, I thought he went to heaven. I thought he was gone. But they put all their hands on the um, the stone. And yeah, somehow the family finds this cabin, which is near the which is in the middle of the yes. woods. It makes no sense, right? It's not. Well, I call it a church because it was so weird, and it was like, is it a house? Is it a church? Is I don't know what's going on. But their goodness is what's going to defeat these fucking goblins, and. There you go. That's fucking it on that part. They put their hands on it and all these goblins, you know, if you notice, there was one part where one of the goblins like fell over the railing. It's <laughs> like, is he committing suicide? Like, he's just going to like, I'm killing myself. One of the most notable goblins, like the ones with like the crazy eyed goblin, mm -hmm. his mm -hmm. eyes one by one, one eye explodes, then it cuts yep. away to a goblin falling off the roof, uh, falling off the second floor. Then it cuts back to the other goblin, and his remaining eye explodes. Yep. So we see these goblins are not just like being banished to their home realm; they are fucking murdered. Yeah, no, they oh. are legit murdered. They're like being blown up. They're being uh, torn apart. And I mean, like I said, the Care Bear stare is murdering these people. Like, what if the Care Bears had a body count? That's this I don't movie. know how many I don't know how many trolls actually died in the making of this film, but I hope all of them. <laughs> I hope the whole cast actually at this point. I was like, I hope the whole cast is dead, but they weren't. So obviously, they think they defeated the goblins, and then we get to the actual very end of this movie. They go home. Where yes, they just like they arrive back home. <laughs> the Elliot best part is they don't even all go in the house. No. At, at one point, Elliot says, I need to go home. You like, yeah. think the family would be like, Elliot, if you're closer, we'll drop you off first. Holly's no. like, we're going to go with you. The father's like, I need to pick up some stuff at the office. Like, he has to go to the office, and, and Holly's like, oh, I'll go with you, Elliot. Well, I mean, she was probably smart to go with him, obviously. You'd so you just have... off at the office or Elliot's home first, but they all go home and then decide, we're just going to drop off the mom and Josh, yes. and then we're going to fucking leave again. Forget unpacking. Forget anything. Uh, did they <laughs> even pack? I mean, they wore the same fucking clothes the whole four, five, four days they were there. So... Yeah, so you see that mom and Joshua, they go into the house, and obviously they haven't eaten. Well, she takes a bite of an apple, and she's like, oh, this is really good. Well, Joshua's Despite the just fact like, that we've been, we've been away from home for a week, we're not going to replace the fruit. We're just going to eat it. We're going to eat it. Eat the apple. It, it, the fruit's still good. That's what she says. Joshua's like, nah, you know what? I'm going to go take a nap. He's tired. I mean, he's been defeating goblins this whole time. So... I think he tries to talk to his grandpa again. You know, there's that scene where he's in his room and he's like, 
Oh, thank you, Grandpa. Well, um, no. Because you start to hear these like really creepy sounds, these scary noises. He knows some shit's up, right? Because he goes looking for his mom. You think at this point it's going to be a MacGuffin? <laughs> the trolls didn't no. go just disappear or run away. They were mm-hmm. flat out murdered. They are exploded. They are dead. So you think this is going to be like some some last minute <laughs> fake out. No, but it's not because if you pay attention to movies like I do and you really get the context of them, like you knew at some point apparently this family went to their home and they were like fucking put these poisonous apples into their basket and so the mom eats it. Well, Joshua's like, I got to go find my mommy, right? He's got to find mommy. And he goes into the shower. He's like looking for her. He goes in the shower and there's all this like green gelatin shit. And guess what? Which is weird because she's in the kitchen. She's in the kitchen, but it's like, did she go take a quick shower? There's green shit in the shower. Did, Did she take a shower real quick? Like, we don't really know what happens. While she was metamorphosing. Exactly. And so... After that happens, and you know, Joshua's still looking for his mom, and it's like, okay, well, let's let's go find her. And guess what? The goblins are eating mommy. She's a puddle of sludge with tits. Mommy tastes good. (laughs) Like I died when that troll said that. This isn't the first time mommy got eaten out, but it is the last. Oh, God. Mommy should have got eaten out plenty of times before that. Maybe her eyes wouldn't have been so big. But (laughs) that's how, but legit, that's how the fucking movie ends. Oh, Joshua's comment. Joshua's comment's like, my mom, they're eating her. Yeah, because mommy tastes good. Who is he he talking to? You think he'd be like, Mom, no, but it's like, my mom, they're eating her. As if he's describing this to somebody. They are eating her. It's the same goblins we saw get blown up and killed. But they also do ask Joshua, like one of the goblins is like, do you want some? Joshua. <laughs> and I'm like, no, he doesn't want to eat his mom. Like, That's an Oedipal complex right there. Right? It ends with him like screaming. And then that's the end shot. That's the fucking end shot. Like, I have so many questions. I have so many questions because I'm like, okay. My first thought, though, before we get into the what did we learn section. My first thought was, all right. So, they've been dropped off at the house. And, yeah, it might be the goblins that they thought they killed before. But what if it... It kind of made me think that maybe it was like the rest of his family that got turned into goblins. But you just don't know. But you just don't know. They left. Like, so they, they were lucky enough to not get to get spared. So they could appear in the sequel. Well, they were. But like, I'm so confused. They, they could. But it just doesn't make any sense. And it's like, it ends with him. George of Hardy course. does appear as uh, Michael Waits. In uh, Troll, uh, like Troll 3 or whatever, called Under Control. Yes, I so did not see sequel. that yet. I haven't seen it either, but he's in it. Oh, no one God. else is. So we can assume that Joshua was eaten by the trolls afterwards. We'll the wife that. was eaten. 
the mother was eaten. Apparently, like, since the daughter wasn't there, she was with her boyfriend. We can assume that she just, like, fuck this family, I'm out. And the father's just, like, lost his mind since his wife was, since his wife and child were eaten by trolls. Oh, that's true. That's true. It just didn't make any sense to me at the ending. Like, I, like, I get it, but at the same time, I'm like, I need to find out, like, what actually happens. Yes, I didn't watch the sequel because when we talk about the documentary... Oh my god! Like yeah, th- this, this like there could have I been can't. a sequel to this, but it should have been about the family coping with the loss rather than whatever the fuck it would have been. Because you know, if it's the same director, yes. that it's going to make no sense. There's going to be no humans interacting with humans in the way that no. humans would speak, think, or feel. They're not. They're not. But but the thing is, is that the director of this movie, like, he was so confident that he, he's like, oh, I made 24 movies in English. That doesn't well, mean that you did good. Like, it only matters uh, if you made, if you made gradually better movies. And see, that's the thing. Like, he's made 24 movies. Well, I've only seen one of your movies. And yes. I talk shit about movies. That's my whole shtick, okay? I get it. Like, I trash talk review. But a lot of the times in these movies that I talk about, I really enjoy them, but it's like in a kind of goofy, funny way. It's like, okay, Troll 2 is a cult following. I'm telling you, it took 20-something years before people were like, I fucking love Troll 2. When it came out in 1990, nobody fucking watched that shit. They're like, this is fucking garbage. They were expecting a they were expecting a somewhat sane, competent movie, or at least in a competent attempt. Yeah, but you have these millennials now, right? You have all these younger people that are like, oh my God, it's so vintage to garbage watch is funny bullshit. Garbage is amazing. And that's kind of the basis of, you know, me doing my podcast. But um, this is where I usually get into the whole what did we learn section. (laughs) So I don't know if you learned anything. I learned a few things. Actually, the whole movie taught me to never get into directing, (laughs) but we won't go there. So I'll kind of do my what did I learn, and then I'll ask you what did you learn. So one of the first things that I learned is that, look, if you're visiting a new town, make sure to check the fucking spelling. Make make <laughs> sure that shit doesn't say devil backwards or goblin or troll. Like, use your fucking common sense. Yeah, don't, don't spend your time in Alucard Village because all you have to do is just hold a mirror up to that and be like, you know what, I'm, there's, there might be a Dracula in here. Exactly. Because that's what Alucard is backwards. I may not want to be in this movie. In okay. This, in this town. That's the whole thing. And then one of the second things that I learned, but I'm not taking it in, is that meats are bad. Okay? If you eat meat, it's high in cholesterol, and you should just fucking be a vegetarian. Because you'll uh, die if you eat meat. <laughs> I learned the opposite. I learned that meat will save your <laughs> life from vegetarian demons. <laughs> <laughs> that is very, very true. And also, I learned that, hey, guess what? For all you mommies out there, you do taste good. You're delicious. And so, let's everybody take a sample. Mommies do taste good, Mike. They do. It doesn't matter. They taste delicious. 
I don't know. Thanks, thanks to COVID, I haven't tasted a mommy in a long time. But you know, I, I look forward to getting my I look forward to getting my vaccine so I can get back out there and seeing if there's there any moms that, uh, that want to be tasted. Look, this fucking COVID bullshit. We're gonna. I'm gonna go on a little rant for a second. This COVID bullshit is ruining my life. Like I'm like, oh, I'm gonna travel and I have like th- things to do, and I'm just like. Is it worth it? Let me work it. I'll put my thing down, flip it, and reverse it. Because it's your affirmative. I'm not yep. even scared of COVID. <laughs> I'm like, I'll fucking do it. I don't give a shit. I haven't had the vaccine. Um, that feels a little... I'm not really sure on that. I don't know what your thoughts are on the whole it, vaccine. Well, but it's I, taken 50 years to research it, so I'm not worried about it being like a quote-unquote new thing. Because, mm-hmm. again, if something has been researched for 50 years... They've had enough time to put it out, and you know sure. there's there's no fatality rate on this thing yet. It's not like oh, like forty million people so far have been vaccinated. And we've got like a a if even if you had a one percent fatality rate, like ninety nine percent chance you won't get permanent lung damage or suffer the worst effects of COVID or spread it to yeah, your family true. members and kill that's them. True. Even if it was like a one percent failure rate, it's not even that. Like this virus that's is odd. like this vaccine isn't killing anybody. The virus is. And even the people that survive it have a uh, like decreased heart and lung capacity. So even that if it doesn't, even if it doesn't kill you, it's still worth getting the vaccine so you can still take full breaths and not cripple the people around you. So I'm I'm going to go with the vaccine as soon as it's available. Well, yeah, I mean, and living in Louisiana, like where I actually live in Louisiana, a lot of people just assume that I live in like the southern part, like a lot of people that I meet or like, you know, connect with on social media, they're like, oh, you live in New Orleans. Like, no, bitch, I don't live in fucking New Orleans. I live Louisiana in- has other cities. Okay, but everybody, as you know, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, you live in New Orleans. No, bitch, I live northern. I live in West Monroe. That's actually where I live in Louisiana. It's a small town, not super big. But if you came here, if you visited here, you'd be like, oh, COVID? What the fuck is COVID? Nobody wears a mask. Like, Mm. everybody just walks around and it's like, oh, we have bars that are open. We, like, if you go into a restaurant, it's not a big deal. But, you know, it is. I still wear my mask because I'm kind of like. You care about other people's lives? Well, I do. I I have kids. I have kids. Okay, so like I don't want them turning into fucking goblins. That might be what happened. I have no idea. I don't need somebody to eat mommy unless it's. We're turning into Devox. That's COVID spelled backwards. Oh, my God. I love it. I'm keeping that shit forever. Like, that's amazing. That's what I'm saying. Like, check your fucking spelling. But okay. So the last thing that I learned was that you never fucking ever eat corn on the cob with green icing don't eat a cake that says eat me anything like fucking no. have a cake that just has like a i don't know like an icing tree on it or, or a symbol or something nothing that says like, eat me like what any any food that requires directions fuck you yeah it's like so eat me so basically i'm gonna do the opposite of that because you're saying to eat you so really that means like you're gonna fucking die you're gonna become a goblin but see that's the thing with this movie you're a cake you shouldn't need instructions cake sells itself i know how to eat a fucking cake 
I love fucking chocolate cake is my favorite. And this is the thing. The whole Troll 2 thing. This is, this fucking movie has nothing to do with trolls. It's like they ripped it off because they basically want it to be like, hey, Troll 1 was a (laughs) semi-success, so let's call it Troll 2. Bitch, no. It blew up filth on Dakaro's Twitter feed. Let's go copy that success. Oh my God, it was so awful because it's just like, oh, let's call it Troll 2, but there's no fucking trolls. They're goblins because if, you know, discussing Troll 1, it was like, okay, these are legit trolls. They look like fucking trolls, but these were motherfuckers with fucking potato sacks on, the worst mask I've ever seen. I'm pretty sure I've dated some of them. <laughs> like, have I woke up next to that? Oh, my God. Let me leave. I got to sneak out and do the walk of shame. That's what's happened. And so, you know, obviously. I feel good for the actors that actually played the trolls. Because all they have to do is just not put it on their resume. And nobody has to know they were in the movie. Because they had those shitty... <laughs> They had those shitty sub-latex masks on. Mm-mm. So you could just be like, yeah, I'm an actor. I'm a little person actor. And, you know, just give me some direction and I will follow it. Never mind the fact that I was in this movie where I was given the opposite of, I'm not going to say good direction. I'm going to say human direction. The people in the trolls, you could see their hands were like floppy gloves because the hands went beyond their fingers. So they had like flat floppy fingers holding these spears and shit. I'm like, I can clearly see you did not fit any of these actors. You clearly had the had the troll outfits put made for like human for I'm not going to say human because they are human, but for uh, let's just say size normative people. And you put them on these little people. It's like yes, you didn't exactly. even bother putting the little people in latex outfits so that these so that these things would fit them. You put little people in big people costumes. It was so fucking bad. And again, the director of this fucking movie, he's just like, I made a great movie. Like, but did you really like I get it. I like trash movies. Okay, that's my, like I said, that's my whole shtick on everything. I review garbage movies. A lot of people don't like them. But, you know, if we're going to talk about the documentary. I enjoyed Sleepaway Camp. It's got problems. There are problems. I'm not blind to it. There are so, that's the thing. And you know what's so funny? It's like, I, you know, I did Sleepaway Camp specifically for my first podcast because it came out in 1983. That's the year I was born. And I was like, okay. And I met Felissa Rose. And so, like, meeting her is so bizarre because I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I met this chick with a dick, but she doesn't really have a dick. And she's, like, the sweetest fucking person that I have ever met. And I've met quite a few celebrities at these cons. She is genuine. Like, she's a legit, like, she'll do whatever you ask her to do, and it's like... She'll do the face, look off to the side, like... She'll do the face. But we also talked. Like, we actually had a conversation, and she has children, and she's married, and so she was like, oh, 
oh my God, your daughter looks just like my daughter. And she's like looking through her cell phone, showing me pictures of her kids. And like we sat there for 20, 30 minutes. And I'm just like, no, it it really is because you think most of the time when you go to these cons and you meet these celebrities or these has-beens, as I hate to say, but it's the truth. They're just like, okay, pay your money, take your picture with me, get get the fuck away from me. Because that's how most of them are, because they've only been in like the one or two movies. I met Marina Sirtis and she was like all business rather than like, oh, how you doing, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, no, not, not much talking. But then I met John Delancey and he's still doing stuff like he's on My Little Pony. Mm-hmm. He's still doing voiceover work and shit. But when I met yeah. him, he was like really sweet and civil. Lou Ferrigno, on the other hand, like uh, even when he wasn't in line, I have not met him. I was just uh, filming my first time at Comic-Con. I saw him, and as soon as he saw me filming him, his big, meaty hand came in front of the camera, like, eclipsing the sun. (laughs) And he's just like, no, I don't do films. He's like, if you're not paying me, don't film me. Okay, so I went to Wizard World. Or Wizard World. Jesus, I've had a whole bottle of wine. Woo! I had a Bacardi. I'm a little tipsy in my chair Look, right now. I'm on my bed and I'm just like, can I actually turn into a troll later tonight? I'm going to try. I'm going to eat. I'm going to see if s- nobody's here but my, my kids, but I'm going to say. You're going to get rooted into your bed. I'm going to try to just like make out with a corn on the cob later and see what. I mean, I like popcorn, so I might be hungry for that later. <laughs> But, you know, I went to the Wizard World and Lou Ferrigno was there. And I was like, do I want to meet him? To be honest with you, I wasn't a fan of like the, uh, was it the, the Hulk or whatever. Like I didn't really, that wasn't my thing. And so I didn't meet him. But then I heard a lot of people were like, oh, he's kind of rude. I was like, okay, that's cool. Whatever. Like I had other people tell me like, oh, don't go meet him because he's kind of rude. Okay. And then Mike Tyson was there too. And so I was like. Should I meet Mike Tyson? Like, he might bite my ear off. I don't know. And I... Is that a badge well, of honor I mean, or not? I didn't go meet him, but I only really went there because, um, you know, all my horror people will know that I'm obsessed with Bruce Campbell, and I met Bruce Campbell, and that was literally the highlight of my entire existence. The previous host on my show, Sheldon, met Bruce Campbell and said he was just, like, so friggin' awesome. Like he quoted, he quoted lines from the movies. They took a picture. Yep. Bruce was doing the finger guns. It was just a good time. No, he's amazing. Like, so I met him in Austin for the first time and we're, you know, I was actually on my honeymoon at the time. And so it was like a weird, like, so you're going to marry me and you're going to take me to actually meet the real man of my dreams <laughs> because, like, I've been obsessed with Bruce Campbell since I was, like, 15. Somebody secure. And, um, well, that's his, we're not going to get into that. <laughs> but anyways, so I go and meet him. We're standing in line and I'm like, oh, my God, it's that whole scene from Wayne's World where you're just, like, showing and you just, like, go up to him. And so I have a tattoo on my thigh of Bruce Campbell of his face and he sees it and he goes, holy fucking shit. And when he said that, I was like, oh my God, like, is that bad? And he was like, I fucking love this tattoo. And so he grabs my thigh and he signs it. I go and get it tattooed. And later on that night, we go to this little dive bar in Austin 
Well, that's where they're doing the Ash versus Evil Dead uh, premiere. Didn't know when we went there. I was like, okay, we're just going to get food and drinks here. He fucking shows up with Ted Raimi. <laughs> and I'm like, bruh. I have to, like, I'm losing my fucking shit. Like, I forgot about my husband. I was like, I don't even know who the fuck you are. Like, <laughs> you're just here. So I go up to him, and he takes my phone, and he takes selfies with me, and I even got to dance on the bar with Bruce. Oh, my gosh. And it was so amazing. And so, like, I saw him two more times after that at um, some different cons. But I love him. Like, I told my husband, before, you know, previously, I was like, look, if Bruce Campbell was like, I want to marry you, we're done. I'm sorry. We're done. <laughs> like, and if he wants to take not, me back to his hotel. I'm done. He's on my pass list. No, he haul past my ass. I'll be like, we trying to get married, though, because um, I will. I will take this ring off. I do. You ain't even got to ask me. I do. So, yeah, like meeting all these celebrities and then trash talking these movies. Um. I'm almost like, well, I know that they, that these celebrities aren't going to listen to this podcast, but it's it's just kind of funny because I have a friend on Facebook who lives in North Carolina, and so she goes to all these cons, and she actually met Felissa Rose from Sleepaway Camp, and she told her, she's like, hey, my friend in Louisiana does this um, podcast, and she did your movie, and Felissa Rose told her, she was like, oh, are you serious? Like, I want to, what's the name of the podcast? And I was like, oh, my God, are you fucking kidding me? She's like, yeah. She legit wrote down the name of the podcast. Now, has she listened to it? I have no idea. I hope to God not because I do kind of, <laughs> you know, I kind of trash talk her, but it is what it is. I mean, you made a <laughs> shitty 80, 80s horror film. What, what am I to do? Although she would, she would have been like what fourteen at the time, so um, she was yeah, she was directed 14. in a shitty horror film. Exactly, like, exactly. The thing is with these terrible actors, like unless you see them under a different director and they still deliver the same performance, there's kind of the benefit of the doubt. Like if they were given human sane direction, yeah, could they have done better? So you guys, this is where we stop talking about Troll Two. And now we're going to get into the best worst movie. That is the documentary on Troll 2. That's going to be a little bonus episode, a little something me and Mike cooked up for you guys. So keep your ears on and listen for more whining. <laughs> 